Live at Scores, Chocks and Dogs. What's up, E? What's up, D? We're live doing it. What's up, Scores? How, how you doing? We are live here. Sammy Maniscalco is on set in Scores. Let's welcome in Sammy Maniscalco, at Sam Maniscalco on Twitter. What's going on, Sam? What's doing, up, guys? Sammy? How we doing, fellas? Looking forward to it. Cool. Let's get into it right away. Sammy just mentioned to me he likes the Bulls roster. <laughs> But I just told him, once I say he likes the Bulls roster, he's going to say the Cavs are going to win it all. So let's get into this a little bit, Sammy. McDermott. <clears throat> Looks like he had a good uh, summer league. Is he finally going get to get those minutes and step up this year? Yeah, he's, he's definitely going to get the minutes. And I think the first thing uh, regarding him and getting minutes is, you know, the coaching change with Hoiberg. Um, Iowa guy, Iowa State guy. Um, same high school, very familiar with each other. And when you invest in somebody like that, you know, the high pick that he was, you know, and with the injury he went through last year and um, kind of fell through the cracks. And it's so hard to crack Thibodeau's system, especially when you fall out of it. You know, he's so demanding. And, and they were built to win a championship last year. They had championship aspirations. So it's hard for a rookie to kind of fit in. But um, I think this year, not only him, but you got guys like Snell, the new guy Portis. I think they're going to get multiple opportunities. Um to perform, and, and I think they will, too. I think McDermott's a guy that provides a, a unique skill set for the NBA. Um, is he going to you know, out-athlete anybody or you know, be a lockdown defender or anything like that? No, but that's not what they drafted him for. They drafted him to score points, make shots, um, and play off of guys like Rose and Butler. Those guys can create so much in the lane um, and take so much pressure off of him. If he you know, has a job of just catching and shooting, um, I think he can do well. So he's going to get the opportunities, that's for sure. Uh, it's a matter if he can capitalize on them or not. And um, but, but I do like the roster. I really do. Cool. Um, for people that don't know, Sammy played at Bradley in Illinois, contributor at Rivals.com as well. Um, Any other Illinois people here? Anybody go to Illinois? Yeah, anybody like Illinois in this house or what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got to step up their basketball team <laughs> a little bit, right, Sam? Yeah, it, Gross is on the clock this year, that's for sure. There's no right. about it. Well, you, you bringing up McDermott, I watched, you know, like I was saying, I watched some summer league. Uh, I didn't really realize Portis can step out and hit that three a little bit. That surprised me a lot. He, I mean, he's active, but he's more than just active. Him stepping out and hitting that three really opened up, like, driving lanes. It opened up his game a little bit. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes this year. I think he's going to get a crack, too. Um, I wouldn't expect him to you know, shoot those or, or take those jump shots during the season. But, yeah, I think your traditional four and five men now, if you can't step out and hit a 15-foot jump shot, it's going to be tough to get on the floor. Um, I do think he'll be more of a, like you said, kind of a high-motor, glue guy, defender, you know, rebound. Um, he, he's pretty skilled, too, with his back to the basket. He can do some things. I mean, he showed he could do that at Arkansas. How that transfers over to the NBA playing against defenders like that. You know, you got Dwight Howard defending, you got DeAndre Jordan, guys like that guarding you. I don't think they're necessarily going to throw the ball to him in the post. Um, but I do think he provides some things. He, he, he can run the floor. He's athletic. He's big. Um, and, and Hoiberg is known in college to run kind of a high, you know, octane, up tempo offense. 
and they got the horses for it. You got Rose, you got Butler. Snell can run. He's got a great body. You know, heck of an athlete. Um, so I think he fits in well with it. With Noah's knee injury, you know, his last few years, I think Noah's kind of on the decline. He pe- peaked a few years ago. Yeah, we said that. So, yeah. so I do think that you know this kid is going to get a crack at 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 playing some meaningful minutes for them this year, and it'll be interesting to see how he does. Do you think uh, Noah, even with his injuries, do you think a new coach will get him a little fired up? And does that does that give you an extra spark his, as a player? His wow. knee. He's he's playing bone on bone, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think for the whole Bulls organization and their team, I mean, I'm talking Rose, I'm talking Butler, I'm talking Noah, Gasol. I mean, it's just going to be a refresher to have a different coach and hear a different voice. Um, Thibodeau was stale. I mean, that's all there is to it. He's a great coach. He's a great defensive mind. You know, they had a good run, but um, I think everybody was stale. You know, I think it was time to get somebody else in there. Um, So not just for Noah. I, I think it'll help him too, yeah, in a sense, but... I think just everybody. It's going to be a different brand of basketball you're going to see. Um, it's just going to be different kind of enthusiasm around Bulls basketball this season, and, and Bulls fans want it to be for the better, that's for sure. All right, so you like in the roster, what we talked about earlier, talk to me about it. I mean, what, what's so great about it? I think they're, they're all back. Well, I, I, they're all back. They have a new coach, a new system. And the biggest thing I think for the Bulls this upcoming season is they're not going to have championship expectations. I think the last year, you know, with everybody coming back, you know, Thibodeau, Rose coming back from, from the knee stuff, you know, being healthy, adding Gasol last year, it was almost like championship or bust for them. Yeah. Even with LeBron going to Cleveland, it was almost, you know, they had championship aspirations. Now, after it kind of fell apart this year, new coach comes in, um, not losing anybody, really, you know, significant. Um, Adding the new guy, Portis. McDermott coming in, you know, with, with some more experience and whatnot. I think their roster is good. Does it match up with what the Cavs have? No, absolutely not. But Can they beat them? In a seven-game series right now, I'll say no. No, I don't think they can. They're still a wing away. I'm telling you. Yeah, they don't have the, I mean, they don't have the cap room for it, obviously, but I, I like their roster. I mean, if you were to look on paper at the Bulls roster and a lot of the other NBA teams, I mean, they're right up there at the top. I mean, you got obviously, you got the Spurs, you got the Cavs, you got... Clippers now, Los Angeles, who's, I mean, they're, they're loaded. Loaded, um, yeah. But it, the Bulls aren't, you know, in the 15 to 20 range of roster. They're up there. I mean, they have talent. They got a new coach. Like I said, they got a new system. I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to win anything, but I think Bulls fans should be a little optimistic in the sense where it's, it's going to be a new brand and it's going to be refresher, and they still have some, some pretty big pieces. Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, and Pau Gasol, that's a nice – three-man combo no, it, there. No, it is. It is. It, 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 like, every year, though, you keep saying, is Rose going to stay healthy? Is Rose going to stay healthy? Is Rose going to stay healthy? The problem with that is that's fine and all, and dandy, but Dunleavy, like we talked about, Sam, he's sh- he's not a starter. No, he's, he's a bench guy. I, I agree. Uh, he, you know, I think Rose, what he showed last year in that Cleveland series is, is he can get back to the level he's to when he has to. Um, I think you're going to see some, and there was an article that came out a few weeks ago about Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose button heads. I think you saw a little bit of that last year, and as much as they want to say it's not an issue, I think you're going to see more of that rear its head next year. I think you're really going to see next year what Derrick Rose is all about. Does he care about Derrick Rose and his ego and the former MVP that he was, or does he care about winning? And if he cares about winning, he's going to let Jimmy Butler kind of find his way and become that alpha dog that he is um, and proven he can be You know, throughout. throughout. There's going to be games where Rose has to take over and, and, and close out games. Absolutely, he's your superstar. But Jimmy Butler last year showed that he – he can do that too, and if Derrick Rose mentally says, "All right, buddy, your turn," you know, you close this one out. That kind of chemistry stuff, you're you're gonna see come through. Whether and it's all up to one guy. 
Fred Hoiberg. Does Derrick Rose respect Hoiberg? We don't know that. That's to be determined. Does Pau Gasol, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, respect Fred Hoiberg? We'll see. I think one thing Hoiberg has going for him is that he's been in the NBA. He's played. He's, he's an executive, right? He's an executive, too. I think that helps a lot. So he understands He understands both sides. He understands the, the administrative side of the NBA, and he understands the player side of the NBA. Yep. So I think that helps, and that earns him some respect. So we'll see. To be determined. All right. So seeing that Noah, it looks like Nazi is going to be, uh, he's retired, right? That's, I, that hope, mean, I hope so. Okay. So there's a little bit of depth factor there. Would you like them to see a sign like a JaVale McGee? Someone like that that can maybe take up a couple minutes if those guys get into some foul trouble. Do you have anybody on, on the radar that you'd like to no, see? No, I mean, I mean, you got Taj. Taj is Taj. He cannot catch the ball, Sammy. No, but Taj can make a 15-foot jump. Here's, here's the thing with Taj Gibson. He can't play. He's not a guy that's going to play 32 to 40 minutes a game for you. I mean, he's, he's just not. That's He'll get exposed. He's a backup. But he's a guy that can come in. I mean, he's proven that he can give you significant minutes and produce for you. Um, Noah's, like I said, he's... Noah's on the decline. He's peaked already. Gasol's showed last year, I mean, he's, he's still got it. I mean, he's so skilled offensively, and he opens up so many things for Rose and Butler just with the attention he grabs when the ball goes into him. And he's so smart. I mean, he yeah, passed. Yeah. I mean, I'd say him. Rose is a smart player, too, but I might have to say Gasol's got the highest IQ on the team. You know, Gasol, yeah. So he, play, he doesn't play a lick of defense. No, that's no. Fine. I mean, he, he, I mean, he can protect the rim a little bit, but he ain't going to yeah. come out and, and, and cover, you know, show on a ball screen or anything like no. that. But. No, I mean, there are, I, I think that's why one of the reasons why they drafted this Portis guy is to give him a little backcourt depth. I mean, a frontcourt depth, I should say. Um, and like I said, he doesn't have to play 15 to 20 minutes per game, but they're probably hoping that throughout the season, you know, early on he's going to struggle, but by the time playoff comes, he can be giving him 15 to 20 significant minutes, uh, or meaningful minutes, I should say. So, um, we'll see. So, if you had to put a number to it, what kind of a record are we looking at from the Bulls this year? It's not 72 and 10, is it? No, I, I would highly doubt that. Um, I don't see why. I mean, in the Eastern Conference, in that Eastern Conference, we know the East is weak. We know the East is weak. There's no reason why I don't think they can win. Why can't they win 50 games this year? No, they, they should. Or Easily. 45 games? No, they're winning more than that. I, know, I mean, in that over. conference, you know? They're going to go over 50. Besides, I mean, you got Atlanta's gonna do well because they're I think they're a regular season team you got Cleveland's Cleveland um but I don't see why the Bulls aren't in the top three you, again next year top three seed I mean I, I, the Wizards got worse yeah no I know they lost their 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 closer yeah Pierce yeah yeah and you you playing the, in college um you know Freddie Horberg a little bit what, what's he gonna bring to the the Bulls offensively as a leader as a coach as a you know just just in the locker room in general maybe you know, like Thibodeau was always, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Like they, you know, and calling out, you know, every screen was called out. And, you know, what, what's Hoiberg going to bring on the bench steady-wise? Right. I think one thing we, we already talked about, the first thing is being an ex-player. You yeah. know, that earns your respect right away. You know, he's been through the wars. He knows what it's like to be a player. Um, he knows what these guys go through on a daily basis. Not that, not that Thibodeau didn't, but it's just different coming from an ex-player that played in the same league that you did, you know? Yep. So that's one thing I think will provide. Second thing is, I think he's going to be way more offensive-minded than defensive-minded. And I think that's one knock that Thibodeau had. I think he was obviously an unbelievable defensive mind. If you look at those Boston teams, he was the reason why they were so good defensively. The Bulls were great defensively for five seasons he was there. Um, but he was he was below average offensively. Yeah, didn't he get... Dude, what's, we're not going to change a little bit, but... Doesn't it seem like sometimes he just... 
doesn't want to make that adjustment and he's like all right this is my way like we said and it, it, it's stubborn how, sound, sounds stubborn meat, sounds right. meat no it's meat stu- headed by me no it's stubborn stubborn but it's stubborn it's a, a, lot, he- a lot of head coaches are stubborn he's, he's he might be the most because like you said he's so defensive minded and so like my way or the highway do know your job do your job all those quotes and yeah. stuff like that he's so one track minded um so he gives off that that impression yeah absolutely i mean sam i was at that game when rose hit that shot and uh we were sitting there and me and me and agroni were, were you know we're watching the game we're, we're seeing it and it looked like they ran the same thing over and i understand the nba is a lot of pick and pop a lot of pick and roll but it was to the point where they already knew like what was going to happen just and he, you need to break. Come, I mean, just something. Have some substance. Have some. Well, the thing with the NBA offensively is you want to put your your players, your best players, in the position where they can be most successful. Like okay. a guy like LeBron. Blatt, yeah. Spolster when he was Miami perfected that. He made him so. Half of the reason LeBron was so efficient in Miami was because of the system he was in with Spolstra. I mean, he was ultra efficient. Could he put he put him in boxes and areas where he can operate in an efficient manner? Yeah. You got to do that with your best players. You got to put Jimmy Butler. You know. A certain amount of possessions a game. Jimmy Butler's got to catch the ball where he's most comfortable and where he knows he can get a high percentage shot. That's that's what NBA coaching is offensively. Derrick Rose is a playmaker. He's got to be put in situations throughout a game where he can be the most efficient as as he possibly can. So it's not so much sets and stuff in the NBA because these players are so great and their 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 brains and their minds are are so advanced um, that. You got to find ways to put them where they can succeed. Like a Paul Gasol, you know, a pick and pop situation at the free throw line is perfect for him because yep. he makes that yeah. shot high percentage of the time. Getting getting him the ball on the block where he likes it, where he can make a move or he can make a pass or create something for somebody else is putting him in. An, in and I'm not sure Thibodeau did that all the time. He liked running sets, liked running swing stuff where it was like, all right, you know, the guy who's got the ball is going to have an equal opportunity to make a play. It, it, yeah, I mean, Derrick Rose can do that. Jimmy Butler can do that. But putting guys in efficient spots on the floor, like Jordan in the triangle, you put him in the on the low block, you know. It, I mean, or at yeah, the elbow. I mean, that's, that's that's efficient for yeah, him. Yeah, he yeah. knows he's got moves he can go to where he's going to get a high percentage shot. He's not always going to make them, but opens up offensive rebounding, opens up a lot of different stuff. So that's one thing I think Thibodeau lacked. He didn't put his guys in the most efficient position possible for them to be successful. All we're right. here. We're here at scores 67-64 Forest Preserve Drive. Scores bar. Yeah, Chai. Tell him, Chai. Yeah. <laughs> Scores, sports bar, grill.com. Check it out. We got pizza over here, guys. Grab some pizza. Check free it out. Free pizza, free t-shirts. Come up. Best pizza in town right here. Best First pizza person to come up to me right now and say Chalks and Dogs Rocks gets a $25 Scores gift card. Oh, well, they got to say it on Mike, though, right? Yep. First person to come on Mike go. right now. Chalks and Jocks Rocks with the big E. There it is. He gets the he gets the he gets the gift card. There we go. Why we're sitting with Sammy Maniscalco at Sam Maniscalco on Twitter, former Bradley, former Illinois basketball player, talking hoops. Um, let's get into uh, some Illinois talk. Tracy Abrams coming back. I read your article. Sammy's a contributor for Rivals.com now. Check him out. Rivals.com. Great piece. I read it. It's awesome. Can you tell us what you think about Abrams coming back in? Uh, as a point guard, Sammy, you played the position. How big is it to have a leader on the floor for Groach's system? It's huge, and I, and I think the biggest thing for him is you know having having to sit out a year and watch from the sidelines. I think that's where you really grow mentally. I had to do it before. Um, you learn a lot about the game. I, I say that you know the game really slows down for you when you have to sit out and watch. But I think he's huge for Illinois in general because I think they they, they lack at least last year they lacked that leader. Um, they lack that kind of calming presence on the floor. Um, 
that I don't think they had last year. So not only is his production going to help, but I think more so, you know, his experience, his veteran savvy, um, you know, having played in the Big Ten for four seasons now under his belt, or three seasons, I should say, having to sit out one. Yeah, um, yeah. But still being around, I, I think that veteran savvy, you know, can't go unnoticed. Uh, so I, I think he provides that for him for sure. Not even talking about his production on the court. Okay. Um, well, I think I think I'm just gonna ask you straight up: Is Gross gonna get fired? You gotta ask me that at the end of the season. What, I mean, we'll see what their record shows. But I do think that yes, if, if they don't make the NCAA tournament this year, if they're not in the field, um, I, I do think he loses his job. That's my opinion. Man, he's got. It's almost when watching them, they're very inconsistent. Absolutely. From game to game, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll go beat Indiana at Indiana, then, you know, at home they lose to Penn State, you know. Exactly. It's just, I mean, that's that's kind of the nature that, of the Big Ten. A, but it's also, it's also, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely a pattern and trend that he's so me, had, and, he's, and it's actually been at Illinois for the last five or six years. So let me let me ask you, you played, you played at that level. Is it on the coaches or is it on the players? Well, I think ultimately everything at the collegiate level gets, gets passed on to the coaches just because – Quote, we're quote unquote, or we were quote unquote amateurs. Um, so I do think it's the coach's job to get the guys to buy in um, and get them ready to perform. I mean, I think ultimately those guys do take the responsibility for that. I mean, I think Gross knows that. Weber knew that. You know, guys know that, that it's their responsibility. Because um, a lot of times you're dealing with 18 to 20 year old kids that you got on teams that are major contributors for you that you're relying on to focus in and perform at a high level because your job's on the line. So, um, College sports is certainly it's it's not there's nothing amateur about it to be honest with you because you got coaches that have families that are making a lot of money but there's not a lot of job security in it and these guys like I said are relying on 18, 19 and 20 year old kids um, to perform at a high level so they can keep their job. That's not exactly that comforting for, yeah. for those guys. Now don't get me wrong, they signed up for it and they're fu- they fully realize you know what they're getting into but um, I wouldn't say there's anything amateur about that. Okay. I mean, just I, I, playing, playing at Bradley in the MVC and going to the Big Ten, what, what was the biggest difference, obstacle, that you saw going from, like, a mid-major to a Big Ten level if someone's, you know, out there listening and, and they, and they want to get to that, that next level? Can you talk a little bit yeah, about that? Yeah, and I've gotten that qu- I've gotten asked that question before, and it's a good one. And the two things I say is the difference between the Valley. The Valley is almost like a miniature Big Ten as far as it's kind of that Midwest grind-out conference. You know, it's just kind of like beat you up physically, tough, hard-nosed conference. Um, There's two things I'd say. Um, The players in the Big Ten, especially the wings, are a little bit bigger. Your twos and threes are a little bit bigger in, in the Big Ten than they are in the Valley. And the second thing in the Big Ten, there's no nights off. And I'm not saying there's nights off in the Valley, but your top three teams in the Valley versus your bottom three teams in the Valley. So your Wichita State is going to go into Evansville. You know, if Evansville one of the, or Indiana State's one of the you know lower teams in the Valley that given year, they're probably not going to lose. It'd be very rare to see that happen. Your Wisconsin's, your Michigan State's, your whoever is at the top of the Big Ten, you go into Penn State. That's not a gimme. No, you go into Northwestern. No. That's not a gimme. No, I know. So that's the biggest difference. From top to bottom, the parity. So when there's no nights off in the Big Ten versus the Valley. I'm not going to say it's a night off, but there's, there's, there's a drop-off from your top six, seven, eight teams in the Valley to your bottom. In the Big Ten, yeah, there's a drop-off record-wise, but 
any given night that we just talked about with Illinois, you got a chance to lose. I don't care where you're at, who you're playing, Minnesota, wherever. You go in somewhere on the road, you got a chance to lose. And I'd say that's those are the two biggest differences that I, that I noticed in the Big Ten. Is is are the how's the guard play? I mean, like you talked about, the two and the threes are a little bit bigger. Point guard play is it? I didn't see a difference to be honest with you. No, I mean there's some there's some good guards in the valley too. I mean that I play. I know. Can't you see some of these valley kids playing in the Big Ten? Absolutely, absolutely. How come they don't just not getting looked at? Athletic. There's a lot of different reasons. I mean, athletic, athletic. Some some of it is athleticism. Yeah, some of it's size too. I'll probably every single Big Ten team has a footer, seven footer. Might be two valley teams that have a seven footer. So I think size, yeah, size definitely does matter. Um, athleticism too. You know, if you got to be a Big Ten point guard, you're you got to be above average athletically or you got to be extremely smart and have a high basketball IQ so um, I think the parity and the depth of the conference is really the biggest difference in my opinion I'm going to put you on the spot with this one um, who is the best guard you've ever faced could be at Bradley could be at Illinois who is the best guard you had to go up against and play while I was in college yeah Trey Burke I thought it was me at Chabona <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Trey Burke. You're, you're second, though. That's fine. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Trey. Uh, that, that's college-wise. I also, I also, when I was at Bradley, played against Eric Maynard when he was at the top of his game at VCU. I think he had like 32 on me. Um, he was really good. They were about. They were. They were. I think they were. They might have been. That's the year after they beat Duke. So they were top 10 in the country. Um, Is he, was he legit? He yeah, was he, good. I mean, he was like quick, superb. True. Quick. Str- I mean, you you had to be. I mean, he was hitting 25 foot threes, and he was. Slashing like it was, yeah. So he in the Big Ten, I'd say Burke. Burke was that's he was he was a freshman too, but he was far far behind his years as a freshman when he was at Michigan. Um, I was actually, a, I mean, I, I was a fan of his the year after too when they went to the national championship. He's very good. I'm I'm actually a little surprised too that he hasn't really panned out in the NBA much. I think it's his size to be honest with you. And I think the thing with Trey Burke is. He's not. He's not gonna wow you with his athleticism. He he's was a, a crafty, tough, tough yes, kid, yes. crafty player, super skilled, high basketball I IQ, I savvy. But he is not a superior athlete. He's actually at that level. He's a below average athlete, and that's catching up to him. How big was he? Six oh, foot. Six foot. I size maybe an inch bigger than me. Wow. How tall are you? Six foot. Tops with my hair spiked. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Dave. Remember when we were talking about his uh, new logo? Yeah, what's up with this? Yeah, I wanted to call you out on oh, a couple things. Yeah, First of all, go. real quick, I know I know we're gonna. Yeah, I okay hey, it with so e. everybody knows we're called chalks and dogs, right? Right. Chalks and dogs. We like to gamble a little bit. So Dave, throw throw it at him. Oh, I noticed that uh, your new <laughs> your new uh, uh, logo your, your new logo for uh, chalk talk is striking. I, it looks like I've seen it somewhere before. I, his is called chalk talk and it looks exactly like our chalks and dogs. Hey, I, I learned hey, from the best. Hey. That's what can I say? It's unbelievable. Um, so wait, hold on. But before I let him go too, I don't is it, is it, is chalks and dogs, is it patented? No, but you know what that means? He's got to play an extra game with me at Park Ridge. Oh, that I can do. I, See? I had one more question. I was going to try and shoehorn it in too. How is it that uh, LeBron James wins the ESPY for the best championship performance and win. in a year where we had a triple crown winner. And, yeah, that's and true. How is, that's and true. How is that goes to show you that more people? I mean, why would you bring up LeBron James to this guy? More I know. Are, well, more people are obviously watching the NBA and what that guy and that those teams are doing rather than I, I would agree with you. I mean, there's no. That's, I think he agreed, that's something too. that hasn't been done in how many years? Right. 
Uh, well, I mean, how many years was that? Triple Crown, 30, 40 no, something yeah, years? Yeah, I mean, granted, like it's TV. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a point, too. I think a few years ago, not to ch- really ch- change subjects, but I don't know if it was Miguel Cabrera or somebody. Did he win the tri- Triple Crown in, in baseball? I bet yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, he didn't get the MVP, I think. Like, how does how does somebody that doesn't do that, something that hasn't been done in 40 like something years, yeah, but yeah. not be, you know what I, I mean? That's just, I would agree. I mean, this is, how does LeBron it's history. Can, we saw history, and I don't know how it's not rewarded like that, but I also, I mean, now, see, I don't you know. Brought up, you, I you brought you up get, LeBron, and now he's How do you get goal. best championship performance if you don't win either? Right. Well, you know, here, and I got the answer for you. It's on ABC. It's on network television. Yeah. LeBron on TV is going to get people to watch. Yeah. That horse isn't going to come up and accept any award. Let's be serious. I still say Nobody's going to listen to a he horse. He did something to his hair. Yeah, have you uh, seen uh, his new train wreck movie? His hair, looks like, his hair looks like he was when he was 18. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Give me his hair guy. LeBron James's hair guy. I want him so bad. He had the worst hairline. Now he doesn't have one. What's going on there, Dave? I don't know. Can I get it that? changes from game to game too. I don't know if I you think. need his hair. His hair guy. I just want to get. I just want to get on Pitch Perfect too, man. <laughs> oh, God. Little Anna Kendrick. <laughs> what is it with you and Pitch Perfect? By the way, I love that movie, man. What what do you what do you like about it? What's your what's your I, favorite a, part? I, I like the songs. The the Pitch Perfect one. When the scene with the shower, when they come in and she's singing. Oh man, that was the best. I don't remember that part. Come on, Dave. Put some candles on. All right, well, Sammy's going to stick around. We're going to welcome in um, Mike Jacobson from Comcast Sportsnet, WGN Radio. We're going to give away a Hawks jersey right now. you got to be present. Here I go. First winner for a Hawks jersey is... All right, Hawks jersey. Who we got? Jose Malave. Jose, where you at, Jose? Jose, where you at? Big grab winner. A, grab a Chalks and Dogs t-shirt, too. You better represent. Hey, follow Sam at, at Sam Maniscalco on Twitter. Hey, uh, Rivals.com. Tell everybody, Sam. Orangeandbluenews.com. Visit frequently. It's all Illinois basketball stuff. Um, just became a new kind of basketball analyst contributor to their site. Uh, it's really cool, actually. I mean, you can not just Illinois. You can go on and find any college basketball team on there, too, as well. And, Kind of get some tidbits and information, so uh, feel free to take a take a peek. And if you haven't listened to our show before, I think you're hard pressed to find a better college hoops or NBA. Uh, He's the best in the business, guy right here. I'm going to tell Mike Jacobson that he should be on Comcast. Watch, I'm going to get him on. We're going to put him on. All right, we're going to take five real quick, regroup, and uh, we'll be back in a few. our next guest yeah my mic was on all right we're gonna welcome in shea pepler shea pepler's at 120 sports collegeinsiders.com let's welcome in shea pepler yeah we get situated here all right so shea with the e after the a right is that what we talked about last last the time you're on e after the a yeah not like the stadium yes that's correct this is like 
all up in here. I know, right? Hello. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Why do you have a nice pad on your mic and I don't? I don't know. Talk to oh, Dave Oh, you there. know what? I took it off. That's not nice. I took it off. Sorry. Where's the gasket? No pad on the mic. <laughs> That's rude. Here you go. Here, Eve, throw this on there, dude. Right. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> it was on there. Diva? It was. I would switch it. Because I thought she was, I was going to give her the dirt, this one that's all color coded. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, I I'm like good. I'm good. No dirty pad yeah, on yeah, my yeah, face. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, this is, a, this is a funny story. I thought it would be cool to have like different color uh, filters for the mics. And literally, I know when you put them in like together, they bleed. So the dark oh. ones look fine, but the It's the like light. a tie-dyed mic cover. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so enough of that. So, All right, well, Shay, thank you and welcome to Chalks and Dogs. Yes, no problem. Good to be back. Cool. So what's been going on? Where you been? Uh, All I over mean, the country? No, I've been enjoying my summer. Uh, I got Big Ten Media Days next week, but other than that, I've been enjoying my summer. Countdown to kickoff is on, though, so back to work now. Cool. So we, let's, let's start out with a little uh, college basketball. Okay. Indiana. Are you? Tom, Tom Crean. Yeah. Okay. Number 13 in the preseason, top 25. We can never take those too seriously. <laughs> but they are, right? I mean, numbers, why? But okay, sure. 13 right? preseason poll. Let's that's roll with where it. That's at, right? Yeah. Yogi Ferrell back? Yeah, exciting. Can they make a push in the Big Ten this year? Definitely, but the Big Ten is loaded this year. I know you're a Big Ten guy, so you can chime in with me on this. Uh, Purdue has got so much talent. Maryland brings in talent, returns a ton of talent. You never count out Michigan State. Michigan has Karis LeVert coming back. And then there's Indiana. So I, I almost think it might even go sometimes in that order. Wisconsin, Wisconsin I mean, they lose. Can't count out Bo Ryan. Decker ever, no and Kaminsky. But still, they've never finished lower than third in the Big Ten, I don't think. So it's it's a loaded conference this season, I think, more than last year and even the year before. Um, but my Hoosiers, they got a big recruit coming in. So we shall see. But 13 is aggressive, I think. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I don't think you can put anything into numbers, especially preseason stuff. It's so it's it's so phony, and you know you hear all this stuff. I mean, I think the only real stock right now you got is Maryland because of who they return and what they did last year. Well, and they got Diamond Stone coming in too, that big center and some size now. I think Wells losing Des Wells is big for them because he's such a glue guy. But it's back to my original point. I, I do think that Maryland's kind of your staple right now in the Big Ten, and I think, like you said, everybody else kind of jumbles up behind them. I do think Indiana's talented as heck Agreed. like they always are Agreed. just to be honest they don't play any defense under Tom Crean and they never have so. they were no, last in the Big I mean, Ten in defense and they were first in offense it's true Tom Crean loves scores I mean if you look at his offensive system it's for dynamic scores it's for true. guys that want equal opportunity Yogi Ferrell never he never sees a shot he doesn't like no you know which annoys um, me sometimes I'm right. like dish the ball and out you'd, dude and you'd think it yeah. would annoy Crean but right. it no, it doesn't. doesn't seem to annoy well, him he like so. picks his prodigy child other thing is they've had so many off the court issues if you will over the last two years too so it, you know that's all got to get figured out Hanner's now off the team yep. Davis is now off the team so we'll see Do you, they'll be in the is, mix though. isn't isn't Crean almost like a better recruiter absolutely better coach yeah, I don't I mean, is that so? I know he's got his work on something, but watching the games, it's just as a fan, um, I'm more of like a like a, like a North Carolina Duke kind of fan. So I'm just watching it. But you watching who's just a who, North Carolina Duke kind of fan? I, I, like I only I like, like the blue schools. <laughs> I like That's both. what I like. I like Wait, oh, that, no, who does how, that? How can you like both of them? I know. I what a weirdo. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I like, like North Carolina Duke. Weird. Other than that, I cheer for nobody. I really that's don't. Like, that's like, I really that's, don't. And you went like to Notre you, Dame? Like, what's wrong with you? I know. That's I equivalent know. to liking the Yankees and the Red Sox. Totally Yeah, agree. I don't know about that. You do you do also that. like the Cubs and the White no, Sox, no, too? No, yeah. no. So, so let's get back to Cream. Let's go back to it. I'm not... When I watch him in-game, 
it seems like he gets out coached. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. He does. Is that something that maybe the assistant coaches have to come in and chime in on? Yeah, and last season, I'm, I'm, and I might be mistaken, it was last season or last offseason, he got rid of a lot of his assistant coaches, ones that have been there for a really okay. long time. So uh, it's a problem, I think, at Indiana. And the attendance was down last year. A lot of people were saying he was going to get fired, and then he got the big recruits and Yogi coming back. So... I don't, I don't trust him either. If you put him up against a Coach K, even a Coach Calipari, you know, you can go down the list. Even Tom the Izzo. in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, Tom Izzo, are... Bo Ryan, even though Bo Ryan's last year, tear in my eye. Um, you think that's – you think I, – I, I agree. I, I don't think he's the best in-game okay. coach. Okay. I, okay. I mean, that's – I would agree, too. He's a great recruiter. I mean, look at the recruits he gets. Um, and he chugs that stream green I, juice. Like I've never a seen a coach and – end the game with so many timeouts as he does. Oh, my God. I mean, if you look at in, watch Indiana games, I mean, that? at the end of the game, he's usually got three timeouts left. And he always, it slows down momentum sometimes. I'm like, why are you doing yeah. that right so, now? I mean, I don't think he's a great in-game coach. You can see his decision-making, especially in the last three to four minutes of the game. The yeah. ball's not in the right person's hands. It, well, they it's almost, normally in the, Yogi's the thing, hands. I mean, right. it's hit, it's, you live and die the, by The thing with Indiana is, and especially when they had Oladipo, they play his teams, Cream's teams, play the last two to three minutes of the game, like the first thirty-seven minutes of the game. Sometimes, yeah, you know, I mean, guys will literally take shots that you could take, you know, four or five minutes into a game, right. That you should not take, you know, one of your last few possessions. So th- that to me, that falls on the coach a hundred percent of the yeah, time. Agreed. That's a something that's established, a, a, a role that's established Sorry. in practice, a role that's established in late game situations mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you run every day yeah, in practice. Yeah. Right. But he gives these guys the same freedom that they have, the first thirty-seven minutes of the game, and the last three. I personally, I don't, I don't see anybody else that, or if you do, I don't see anybody that wins at a high level that coaches like that. Well, you can't. If your shots aren't dropping, you got to learn to play something else. And if you're not playing any defense, you're not going to win basketball games. So that's so true, <laughs> right? We're going to have issues then. That's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty simple way to put it. Yeah, really, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's not so, rocket science. So, going looking at the Big Ten this year, uh, yeah. Michigan State, Indiana, yeah, and here Wisconsin. Comes, here comes another NCAA men's basketball season where the Buckeyes are getting written off again before the season even starts. Yeah, let's not write off the right. Buckeyes. Let's never do bad, that. I agree. Bad, bad mata. mata. Yeah. Okay, well, you look, is, is Wisconsin losing those, the big top guys? Do you see them faltering at all? Or Bo Ryan's system is Bo Ryan's system. Were we talking about Sam Decker at this time last year? No one even knew who that was. It yeah. was like some dude from Sheboygan that like fishes <laughs> on Saturdays. Like, no, that's what he does. He develops players. Seniors come out of nowhere. Juniors come out of nowhere. So, and especially this being Bo Ryan's last season in Madison, doesn't matter who comes back, who doesn't. Um, His no. system's that good. The yeah, system's well, that, and he's that. He is a fantastic in-game coach. I don't know if he's yeah, finished. I agree. I mean, no, he's great, and I think obviously losing Kaminsky and, and Decker, that's going to hurt them. Are they going to be Final Four? You know, back-to-back Final Four bound like that? No, but come are, on, are they going to be? And are they going to be in the bottom of the Big Ten? No, never. I, don't think so. never I mean, Bo are. Ryan, you can look this up. I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I don't Has think he's finished, finished lower than fourth. Than Oh, Third or fourth? Fourth, fourth is Hasn't right. finished less than less fourth than in the fourth. Big Ten in the last... I know. He's, a, he's been he's there, maybe. Ever. Ever. His first year, maybe. Other than that, it's... So that just goes to show you he's got a system. Yeah. He, he recruits to a system, and... It seemed like they played better offensively last year. Well... It wasn't more that slowdown. Well, I'll tell he, you why. You think he, he, adap- he adapts to and his I team, right? Wrote about, I actually does. wrote about this in my column. He's a guy that recruits to a system. Bo Ryan, yeah. Wisconsin. When you watch Wisconsin basketball, you think of robot, swing offense, yada, yada, yada. All right? And he recruits to that. He gets players that fit that system. But what a great coach does is he adapts to his players and his personnel. Frank Kaminsky, 
Seven-foot playmaker. Can put the ball on the floor. Can shoot. Decker, playmaker. This Canid kid, the point guard? Yeah. Playmaker. So what he does is... He lets those guys last two years, but really more so last year, lets those guys kind of branch off a little bit and be basketball players. Yeah, freedom. Yeah. Their freedom. natural instincts come out. Yeah. It's not so structured, not so robotic, and the results follow. And that's why they were able to knock off Kentucky, too. They played to their pace. They played their style of basketball, and they slowed down the Wildcats, and that's why they were able to beat them. Self does, the great coaches like do he, that. When he, yeah, he Self does the same thing. He, yeah. his, he has a system. Don't, don't get me wrong. Everybody's got a structure, a philosophy, a system. But you got to adapt. The great coaches adapt that system. Yep. Coach K does it every year. Coach K's offense every year is different because he's got different players. Great coach. Calipari's offense every year, different because he's got a, five different one and dones every year. Well, you know? and that's the thing. Coach K never was into a one and done either. No. He's adapted to the whole game. He was so against that. He was now like he, Bo Ryan. Yeah, now, he wa- now he wants And that's it. why he, he was saying to Bo Ryan in those press conferences, like, dude, you got to adapt. You got to welcome in these one and dones. That's how we're able to win the chip now. And Bo Ryan said, no, I'll just retire. Yeah, I'll just throw in the towel. I'll give it one more year and I'm going home. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I'm still stuck on the fact that you like uh, North Carolina and Duke. That's dude, it. there's sometimes I root for both teams, like both of those dude. Teams too? I just want to go to Cameron and Door. And other than that, I want to sleep. That's there's sometimes I root for both of them. I'm not that big of a Duke guy. I'm not that, I'm not that big of a North Carolina. I like both teams. I like Roy Williams. I like North Carolina. I like just, just whoever's I, winning. I, right? Whoever's winning. That's I love like. how they play. Do you genuinely? I love how they play wait, the so game. You, okay, well, that's how we talking, the whole ACC is. Are we talking? You like them? Like you want them both to win, or you respect them? You respect I res- the coach. I respect both. Okay, of them. that's a, a little lot. bit different. That's but a being lot. a fan of both of them, that's a no-no. No, I respect both. That's, that's, I, res- I respect both. That's impossible. You're one of those guys that has like a half jersey, like half. No, hey, I would never do that. The old man going to the game with a jersey. I don't know if you get one of those. Terrible. No, but I, I, Roy Williams and Shashevsky, the way they coach in every year they're always there is amazing to me. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it. You guys got me busting my chaps about North Carolina, whatever. Well, that comment shouldn't. Should we switch to NCAA football? (laughs) No, hold on. Northwestern question. Oh. Coach Uh, Collins? I forgot they were even a team. Coach Collins. I love them. Awesome. Doing an awesome, awesome job. It seems like... They were this close in about half their games last year. Yeah. Literally like you think three you th- points I think away I think and half their I schedule. I think that'll happen again this year. They'll be that close in a lot of their games. No yeah. way. They they'll win some of those. Well, if they do win some of them, they'll be in the you know top seven, eight, nine of the Big Ten. So do you think he think he's one or two, one year away, two years away? This, this is year? the year they finally go to the dance, I think. Wow. On record, Dave. Did you hear that? This is it. They're going this year. All right. I'm going to cut that. We're going to use that. This well, is the year five. they're going. I mean, there's no reason why to think otherwise. They're They're top... Five guys in minutes are returning. There's nothing, dude. Wow. Nothing, nothing replaces experience in college college basketball. Yeah. Wow. Come on. Is, is you it, can't be that it, close it against means, Michigan State, against Michigan, Indiana. They beat handily too. And Brian McIntosh is a real deal. He sure is. You know. So as a freshman last year, he played like a senior. Yeah, they yeah, got like size. A senior. <laughs> I, uh, to the dance. The point guard. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, I guess. Very crafty, very savvy. Yeah. yeah. I. I it's whatever at, he lacks in athleticism, he makes up in moxie. So you th- you think that offense that he runs? I mean, it's almost like he's way it from, better than Carmody's offense. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. Well, it's efficient. Yeah, yeah, it's very efficient. <laughs> he lets players. He lets players play. Yeah, yeah, it's an efficient. Yeah. That's offense. what college basketball it's is now. Think, that, the think, age of you, the motion offense, that stuff. That's like if you don't, if you haven't adapted or adjusted to that. Yeah. And unfortunately, Bruce hasn't. Do you think he you can get? You think he can get that recruit though? You think no, he, can, he can always he can get that one well, guy well, that can change the whole program? No, well, he right will. Now, he'll if, be able if, to. If, if they win, he will. Yeah. But right now you I mean, can't because their facilities are below yeah. low average. So are that's they that hard. bad? They're bad. Well, compared to everybody else in the Big Ten, they're very bad. Every every other team in the Big Ten has a practice facility where players go and hang out, and and this is from experience. Northwestern. Yeah. 
first of all, their home arena is basically like a glorified high school arena. It is. And no disrespect to them, but it is what it is. Yeah. And they don't have a, a set practice facility for the basketball team to go. And so a recruit goes there and then goes to Nebraska. And Nebraska got maybe the best. Yeah, but do you think they're fighting for the same recruits as Nebraska? No, but they're fighting for the same recruits as Illinois. They're fighting for the same recruits that are, are leaving state here to go to other schools. I mean... I don't think you. I mean, the Illinois is also fighting for Jalil Okafor. Who well, yeah, Illinois. I mean, not this getting, is yeah, that's not. Hey, this is like a hot. If they bet, win, you know? if they yeah. win and make the tournament this year, yes, you will see him get some. Get one. They need one. No, they need that one guy. They do. They need that one. They they'll, will. I think they'll, they'll go to the more. dance this year and they'll get some top recruits. Winning, they will. I mean, they'll <laughs> figure it out, Coach Collins. All right, all right. Let's switch it, Dave. You got the Ohio State football question? For yeah, sure? I got one question. What's up with Braxton going to wide receiver? Is that going to be good or bad? Why would you ever think that's a bad idea? I thought it was great. I think he must. Who in the world thinks? It's a bad idea. I, I, know, I know one person who doesn't. Oh, Urban Meyer, and that's all that matters. So well, it's well. a fantastic idea, <laughs> not great. only for him but for his career. If, right. it's, if he thinks it's a good idea, Urban Meyer, I would probably jump on uh, the he, bandwagon he, and say it's a good idea. Yeah, he must. And I wonder. It's if, a good idea. I wonder if Terrell Pryor got in his ear and said, "Hey, playing take it from me, or yeah. you'll get released." Yeah, yeah, yeah. In exactly. year two, <laughs> exactly. So um, do you I think it's a great move for him. It's a fantastic move. It's just like any other job. If you can go in and you can do multiple things, they're going to watch you. Yeah. Yeah. If all you can do is one thing, you've got a short but, shelf but, and, life. And, and don't yeah. think that... In the and, and don't exactly. Think, and don't think that he won't be under center some, too. No, yeah. they'll yeah. throw him in. I told Sammy very, earlier. Very talented. Yep. He's a heck of an athlete. He'll find... Urban Meyer will find ways... To use all three of those quarterbacks. Yeah. Absolutely. And he'll find ways sure. to make them efficient and be successful in the positions he puts them in. That's, yeah. that's what his job is to do, and he's been pretty darn successful doing it, so I wouldn't cut him out this time with this guy. Braxton Miller, I will say, though, I've talked to him multiple times uh, and interviewed him and whatnot. Kid's got swagger. He yeah. knows He knows what he's got working. Yeah. So I'm sure this was, a, I think, a little bit of a hurt to his pride, I'm going to say. Because he could have went anywhere and played quarterback. A- exactly. And I think this is, I mean, if you check out his Instagram, like, he knows what's up. So I'm going to say that if he's going to do this switch to a position, he's going to do it right. Like, he's not going to go out there and drop balls. and You know what I'm no, saying? So no, I, I'm... No. I'm, I'm, I'm Excited. Who gets who gets the quarterback job? Cardale. How do you not give it to the dude I'm, that just won you a championship? At all. Yeah, I'm with can you imagine? Yeah. It's like, sorry, dude. The guy whose shoulders busted. He's actually gonna start. Like, come I'm on. So, I'm so torn though because he he played four games in a in a dumbed down offense. But four big games. Four they were gigantic huge. games. No, believe me, I loved it. It's just everyone thought you were gonna drop it. But JT Barrett was so amazing throughout the year. But Cardell Jones' confidence is sky high. How could you say he was so amazing throughout the year? You were playing Michigan, who sucked. I know, I know. I mean, come on. Then you played against a Wisconsin team that was on fire, Alabama. Okay, I deserve that. I deserve that. Out of here. (laughs) They did play a pretty light schedule. Um, So the question is that I have then: Is anybody gonna knock them out of the Big Ten top spot this year? Does anybody have a chance? I think Michigan State. They're. Every time I watch them, they're tough. I mean, do they have enough, though, to get over the top against them this year, Ohio State? Yeah, and Cook is back. Cook's a phenomenal quarterback. Yeah, Yeah, they got a lot of guys. So Michigan State's really good. And, I mean, Michigan obviously is going to be better. They just have quarterback problems and offensive problems. But it's not a talent problem. They have a ton of talent. Illinois stinks. Oh, well. Michigan's got Harbaugh, which is bad, right? Hackenberg, great quarterback. Finally, hopefully, I figure things out and won't throw as many picks this year. But... Penn State's going to be good. Wisconsin has a great running backs coming yeah, back. Yeah. Or coming in, rather. So, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it's Ohio State's lose, but I think it might be. I think it is. I, I think, think it, it is. might be. So, Probably. When you have three quarterbacks. As always, Alabama's the top dog. It's a little different when you're playing with a target on your back and yeah. expectations, too. Yeah, I'm not saying true. they're not going to win the Big Ten, but 
Don't think they're going to cake. I mean, just cakewalk into into the national championship. No, no. they were an underdog last year. and They were counted out by a lot of people. That's, Everyone. That's bulletin board material. That's. Everyone. It's different when you're... He's you such are, a good coach, though. Oh, he's great. No, don't... I mean, I would not be surprised if they win it again, but I'm just saying it's not going to be... It's never easy, but it's just going to be different this year when you have expectations. Same thing goes with Maryland in basketball. Nobody thought they were going to do anything last year. Now they're coming as... They're, they're, they're preseason number one in some polls, like national yeah. polls. They're yeah. preseason number one. That's a lot different to have that on your shoulders, I'm telling Definitely. you. When you're everybody's championship game every night, it's different. Uh, being out of Big Ten... I mean, I'm, I work here in Chicago, but I'm out outside of Big Ten territory. Big Ten football was frowned upon among so many people last year. I mean, written them off in every single game. Weak football, SEC is the world, Pac-12 is fast, you know, all this, sh- all this stuff. And then going down to Dallas, and everyone was high on Oregon. Oregon was gonna win, Oregon was this, Oregon was that. When I was at Media Days, Ohio State walks in like, we got nothing to lose, let's do this. Like, exactly. running around, they're laughing with each other. Oregon's like so straight and narrow, in, out, you know what I'm saying? And I just think they have that kind of attitude about that that whole conference. Like, it's, what it's, you're gonna write us off Midwest, again? All right, yeah. let's go. It's Midwest. I don't care. It's different. Yeah. It's it's same thing goes in basketball too. That West Coast stuff, like Arizona, those teams, nobody touches anybody out there. It's so yeah, non- it's true. It's a it's different brand boy. of basketball. I mean, you want I want I want to see Arizona play Michigan State. I mean, Arizona played Wisconsin last year. Look what Wisconsin did to them. Because yeah. Wisconsin is they beat you up physically. Yeah. Michigan State. Beats the heck out of you physically. Yeah, those and they teams run out the there, ball. They're extremely skilled, but they're right. soft. Okay, very soft. <laughs> those conferences, no, they're no, soft. They're, I know. They're that's known around. That's known around it's college basketball. It's called finesse. <laughs> that's what they call it. Finesse. In the Midwest, in the Big Ten, <laughs> you, know, you know what's on the bulletin board in the locker room? It's, it's not soft. called finesse. It's, it's definitely soft. not called finesse when you're going against those guys. That's for sure. So, Bama top dog. Ohio State's right there with them. Anybody else on the radar that can maybe pull it, pull it off this year? Maybe an Oregon, maybe a U. I, I, I really like USC this year. Of course you do. What is this, 1998? <laughs> hey, it's, it's USC. Cody Kessler, though, their quarterback, is supposedly. Now, I'm saying supposedly because I haven't seen enough out of him to believe this. That's why I'm saying supposedly a top front runner in the Heisman race. Yeah. Trevon Boykin, though, the TCU quarterback, the dual threat, the snub. <laughs> the snub yeah, heard around he the world. Yeah. He got you, th- you think they can make a push this year? For sure. Yeah. The Big 12, I don't think it's going to go away because they didn't get in last year. And Baylor loses their quarterback, which is tough. But TCU only uses a couple guys on defense. Gary Patterson has them playing really tough football. So I think TCU can definitely give people a run for their money. Oklahoma's going to be better this year. Yeah, Stoops is always there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but last year they had so much expectations after knocking off Alabama the year before. I feel like they they were a team that had a target on their back and people took care of them easily. This year I think they might sneak up on some people. What do you think of the playoffs? Is that pretty well received by coaches and players that you talk to? They like that? Yeah, and it made so much money last year for the sport. It created so much more buzz. I mean, bowl games are bowl games. Unless it's your team playing in it, the diehard college football fans of the world are going to watch, but... It was nothing like a playoff. You know, when you have, when you have gambling going on, I right. think it always helps, too. Right, I mean, right. we all know that. Um, I will be shocked if they don't expand it to eight teams here in the next yeah, that was gonna four be my, years. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. I heard Stoops on Mike and Mike the other day talking about it, and that, that, that subject came Who's up. Did he know. say that he wants Who's, it? No, he said he, said he doesn't Who's like Mike that. Mike and Mike? Mike yeah. and Mike? Who are they? Mike and Mike? Well, he, he, he said he didn't like it, and his reasoning was because, It you know, dumbs it down. It doesn't well, make it Well, not just that. It's just these kids are playing. He gave the whole, like, you know, politically correct, yo, these kids are still student-athletes. They're, they're juggling so much stuff. We don't need to give them more games, yada, 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 whatever. I think, personally, from a fan perspective... But it's perspective, not giving them more I know. games. I think from a fan perspective, it would be great, but... 
You have a four-team playoff. It's you have common. five power conference teams, and then you've got schools like Boise State, who is always in the right. hunt. You know, in the Mountain no, West, I, I you've got great be, teams in the Mountain West. I think as it well. would be perfect. So. Why wouldn't you? No matter what, there's going to be a snub. We have the same thing in yeah. the NCAA tournament, yeah, the right. play-in game. Right. That's part of it. I feel I like mean, that's part of it. Totally. Part but of, if you're making money and, and it's a, why it's growing your sport, why wouldn't you expand it to it, Especially because it trickles down to the 18. students, all that money, right? Definitely. And facilities. <laughs> well, facilities. Not the student-athletes. Yeah. Student-athletes. Yeah, the student Watch what yeah, you say. Taste, right? yeah. Watch it now. Like they ain't getting anything. Student-athlete first. Where's your... We got we to gotta plug on, the Twitter. On. We got to yeah. plug the Twitter, All right, man. plug it real quick, dude. Uh, at Shea Pepler. S-H-A-E. Pepler. Wow, uh, he used characters for that? Or are you saying it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and uh, SheaPepler.com. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> Check it out. Unbelievable. He's I know. Best, I right? am the best. He's the right? best in the business. Right, right. Ohio State fan. I tell you what. Uh, so those Chicago public schools that they taught me about. <laughs> so, uh, um, at 120 Sports, CollegeInsiders.com. CampusInsiders.com. CampusInsiders? Yeah. CampusInsiders.com. Come on. CampusInsiders. It's not as bad as when I said Adam Jans to Adam Johns. Yeah. The Bears. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. And that's my boy, too. I, I saw Kyle Long last night, speaking of the Bears. Yeah, we got a nice little signed picture of Kyle Long sitting next to me. Oh, should we give that away? Yeah, let's do it That's now. A good segue, dude. How do you, how right. do you jump We're over giving away Kyle Long, signed picture, Shea Pepler, Will. What am I doing? You're taking the little... Uh, oh, I get to pick. You I get, get to, to pick. pick the winner. Shea's going to pick Long, the winner. Kyle Long, signed, and a football. How we doing, Please scores? listen up. How we doing, scores? Get up, Richie E. Walt. Brian Weber, are you in the building? Yes. Oh, B-Web, B-Web. <laughs> up here, sir. All right. So, um, I got to say, at Sam Maniscalco, <laughs> at Shea Pepler, you got to follow these guys. They're great follows. Um, again, college, college hoops. I don't, think you could, I don't think you can have a better group of people here talking about it. I like to just sit back and listen to them go at it. That's, that's probably the best I've heard out of any of our shows, um, <laughs> honestly. But um, so... Can you give us uh, a lock? Who, who, do you, who do you have? Who's going to win the uh, NCAA tournament this year? And who's going to win the, the NCAA football? The playoff. Playoff. Championship. What do they call the crystal it ball. Yeah, the crystal. Yeah, there you go. We got, two, we got a winner on each side? Sam, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you got to think about it? I'll, I'll football, I'll go Ohio State just because I'm good man. You're going to have a expertise. repeat in year two of the playoff? Yeah, got it. Yes. God, that is so weak. That is such a weak pick. I agree well, with him. I really? Agree. Well, of course you do. Look at your earphones. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go repeat because I just think that is way too hard to do. I would actually take the field. Whoever we pick, I'm going to say the field anyways because I just feel like teams come out of nowhere. Right. Who do you pick? She's taking the field. I'm a, no, For no, what? no. I'm going to pick something, but I'm going to say I don't think I'm going to be right because it's normally the field because someone just comes out of left field. Like, come no on. Give us something. Yeah. I'm going to say TCU. TCU. I like, I'm big I, on Boykin. I really like, I like him as TCU a quarterback. I like them. I like them a lot. You heard it. They TCU. cover They cover a lot, too. They, they like to score points. They cover a lot. They cover a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go TCU. They cover a lot. All right, TCU. And I can't believe I'm not picking an SEC team because I love the SEC. I don't know why. LSU is a good one, too, yeah. even though they have quarterback problems, but whatever. And they have off-the-field issues. There's a guy from, the guy from Notre Dame. Where did he go? Florida State. He went to Florida State, right? Yes. Florida State off in um, tough. They lost a ton of guys to okay. the NFL. The most of any school in recent history. A ton of guys to the NFL. Oh, but I, I feel bad for the NFL. They also have got loads of problems going on. And I feel terrible for Jimbo Fisher because he's got some pers- personal things going on too. So 
Tallahassee is not a good place to be right now. Um, but they're always so good. Clemson is going to be amazing this year. That's why I think it's going to win the ACC. Um, tough, Clemson could be in the home. mix for the yeah, playoff as well. It's a tough home. UCLA uh, is going to be a lot better. They return a ton of talent. Yeah. They've got two really capable quarterbacks. It's huge at that level, returning talent in, in football for sure. For sure. And Especially too, on the line. On, oh. you, you got to have I mean? a quarterback, though, Shay. you got to. You have to. If you don't have no quarterback, you got no chance. And if chance. you got two or three, they say you've got none. But I guess Ohio State is... Is the exception quarterback strong right here? Um, for for basketball for the NCAA for the dance, yeah. I, I'm actually going to take Maryland or Duke. Maryland, Maryland huh? That's funny because he's going to take North Carolina or Duke. Ah. North Carolina. North Carolina's going to be good. <laughs> I get. Yeah, I'm both going to be good. I'm about to bring that up. North Carolina Kansas is going to be good. Loaded. Virginia's loaded, year. but I don't think okay, Virginia can All these people are always good, though. I mean, like yeah, no, I, Kentucky's going to be in the mix. Do I mean, of course they are. They're all yeah. going to be in the mix. Purdue's going to be good. They have got. Yeah. Two or three top recruits, gigantic men. Yeah, who's who's their big guy? Hammonds. He's bad. Hammonds he's is bad. Right? He's only he's a bad. junior. Yeah, AJ. That was an upset. I thought he was going for sure. Yeah, I think I you did. saw some of the guys that were in the draft. Yeah, who's the guy from North Carolina that went and that was kind of shaky? Tokido. Yeah. JP. He got drafted in the second round. JP. Yeah, I mean, that's he was an athlete. It wasn't much. Yeah, he's of a an athlete. Skill guy. But he could develop in, in the Absolutely. NBA in the league. Oh, uh, he's good. I mean, those teams we mentioned, college hoops. I mean. Yeah, Kentucky's gonna be right there again I'm just, because right. that's what Calipari does. He reloads every year. You and know? Ulysses you need, you is need, you need fantastic. Some, you need some luck. I mean, with any sport, but you need some luck to win. I mean, you think, need things to go right for you in the NCAA tournament. And who's your pick? Um, Duke. I like Carolina. Really? Yeah. To win the chip? Page is going to go with Carolina. Marcus Page is going to have a. He's going to go I'm off go with next Carolina. year. Can't just ride on one they, dude. They went to the Sweet Sixteen. Can't just ride on one right. guy. Point guard, Sam. Right? I, 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 I'll take Carolina. I mean, I was going to say... To I, win the, the national championship. Yeah, I'm taking Carolina. I'm with them. That is a bold statement. Sammy was on fire during the tournament last year. Pre-season. On fire. Really? Were you? Yeah. Pre-season. Are you being sarcastic? No. no, no. Really? Yeah. You're good. That was easy. Wisconsin right. had veterans and the best player in the country. Yeah. It was hard to pick them. No, yeah. But you were, you were on fire. I knew they'd beat Kentucky. I thought, I thought Kentucky was no. going to win it for sure. Too young. Yeah? I did. Yeah, they were tough. I did. I saw them play... I went to their game against UCLA, and I was I had like I had to like take my jaw up off the ground. I was like, <gasps> "What are they doing to Steve Alford's team?" <laughs> their front court was like I mean they they had, their their front court was bigger than like most NBA teams. I, I was lit- they were a foot taller than you me. can't. I mean you couldn't. I thought Notre Dame was gonna had a nice chance of beating them because me too against them. The, the story on that them is mid range. You know you can't get to the rim on those guys, but I knew Wisconsin would get them. Yeah, yeah. Too, too, uh, too smart veterans. Notre Dame could have easily beat them. I thought they were gonna. Notre I Dame was that. Tough. I thought they were gonna. They could have. They, they didn't that even get pl- in. They make those Who's the guy that's back again? They didn't the, even the, play. Their Zach August. No. They didn't the, the, even Jackson, play. Point guard. No, the white dude. Demetrius Jackson. No, the other guy. Oh, the white dude. Yeah, the uh, like the Croat, like the, the guy with the weird well, name. Connaughton left. Yeah, no, the other guy. No, Connaughton. Connaughton. Connaughton's gone. Yeah, what's the other guy? Well, the other one looks. What's his name? Shooter, right? Yeah. Jaron Grant's gone. Yeah, not him. Looks like he's. 15 years old. Yeah, I know you're the talking about. Little young about. kid. Oh, yeah, I know too. Forgot his name. Um, he's oh, he's God. gonna be good. I think he's gonna be one of those guys that stands out when he's like a junior or senior. Shoots the ball real well. This is gonna drive me he's, nuts. He's kind of he looks strong. Goes Ray's to the basket. Raise a heck of a Can coach. Can look too. it up? Do you have a computer? Can you look up his name? It's gonna drive me yeah. nuts. Well, while he's doing that, I want to ask you a Northwestern football question. Ever since that Daddy. one game, the Ohio State game. Yes. I was there. And I have it written down here. That that game was it the seems t- as like the turnaround game. I don't want to call it the flake gate because it's New I know England you, Patriots. Well, that yeah, the whole, it doesn't really work. The, yeah, the whole there's no football being deflated. No, <laughs> but the whole Northwestern program. I know it just 
Like it it's just like the era. Yeah, I know what you mean. It just sunk. Can they can they get back to that? Can Fitzgerald get back to that? Where they were? Do they have any of that? I don't know. Moxie back? I love Coach Fitzgerald. He is a coach that I learned a lot under because he was one of the first guys I interviewed and, and worked under when I worked for Big Ten Network. So I, I he is a fantastic man. I just. I, I don't know. I don't understand because I, I feel like they're, they get right there and this happens and then it just goes away. They've got speed. They've got talent. Although I don't know. Steve Vastoria. Yeah. I like him, man. Vastoria. Shoot. Yeah. God darn nice it. Nice size. Yeah, he's good. Nice good. Bonzi's the Very man skilled. too. Bonsai. So, so can Fitzgerald, I mean, what's up with the, like they always, they're always changing quarterbacks and it looks like his system's there and it's not there. And the the system, guy from my high school is actually Alvide. Is he the quarterback there? Quarterback there. I don't know if he's going to start, but he's a quarterback. Oh, from, he's from a good quarterback. South? Yeah. Is he? Matt Alvini. Yeah, he's going there? He went. He was there last year. Okay. He so got him for a couple snaps. So he's going to be a sophomore? Yeah. Towards okay. the end of the year. I don't know who their starter is going to be, but um, Northwestern's puzzling to me because they seem to always knock off teams that you're on, like, you don't get it. You're like, how do they How do they do that? Where did this talent come from? And then all of a sudden they get all this hype built around them and it just falls down. I don't understand. They, the same thing kind of happens in basketball, too. Notre, I mean, Northwestern's always had that kind of, like, underdog mentality. They have. And like you said, they beat, I mean, Fitz is great at it. You know, Collins has got that kind of passion now for it, too, so. As college football fans, too, I feel like people always say, well, it's because it's Northwestern. It's too hard to get into. It's too hard to maintain your grades. It's too hard to do this. I don't even buy that anymore. Look at Stanford. Look at what Stanford's doing. I know. Doing. That's, yeah. what, that's what I was asking about Coach Collins. Why can't they get that it's one like guy? It's like they... It's been figured out now, so you can't even use that as an excuse right? anymore. Figure My it. Figure husband it out. went to Northwestern, he played baseball yeah, there, and he would always say that to me, that's, like, that's, well, well, it's really hard to get in. I'm like, okay. That's why they hired him. So is Duke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's why they hired him. Totally. Thomas. Figure I mean, it out. Because he knows how to deal with Carmody it. Carmody couldn't do it. Let's right. be honest. Well, there's I mean, nothing going on in Evanston. No kid wants to go to Evanston. You're 20 minutes there's from nothing, the city. There's nothing going on there. Nobody wants to go to Evanston. If you can't sell Chicago, then... And a lakefront? Yeah, I mean, if you can't sell that, then... And then there's kids going to like Tuscaloosa. The only oh, thing there true. is the stadium and like a breakfast place. <laughs> there's true. some money right. getting Touché. handed <laughs> out over in Tuscaloosa. Well, allegedly, there's, allegedly. Well, I'm saying it I'll on the air, man. I'll allegedly, say I'll say it. That's there's some stuff going on. That's Everywhere, Eric. man. That's Eric. I don't care. I don't care. I'm saying it. You don't know. I don't want Shay to say anything. I don't want Sammy to say anything. I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah. No comment. No yeah. comment. All right. Nobody's commented. So let's uh, let's give Shay Pepler a big hand for let's coming hear it in. For Shay. At scores <laughs> at Shay Pepler on Twitter. Follow her. Thanks, Shay. We're gonna take a five minute break. We're gonna welcome Mike Jacobson in. coming they keep coming this is another huge guest guys who listens to cap and haw anyone Nobody. watches who watches it cap and haw Ooh. <laughs> all right we got mike jacobson executive producer for the cap and haw show 
You've seen him on Comcast. Uh, what is it? Fox Sports Live. What is? I can't get the name of that. What's show going on today Sports, with you? Sports Talk. Live. Sports, Sports Talk. Live. You screw it up every time. What'd you call it? I'm, I'm gonna pull the tape. I what said is, Sports Talk Live. No, you said like, I watch it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Kaplan's so, Big Dome. It's right, all right. bald. I like David Kaplan. It's quite shiny. He's a good guy. Yeah, it is yeah. quite shiny. <laughs> it's shiny. So we got it's Mike a little, Jacobson. It's a distracting at times. Yeah, actually. but I like him. I see Captain Haw, and, and Mike always has the uh, the socks hat on. That's right. See? That's right. I see Haw. So I was a little bit happy to see Cole Hamill's uh, no hit the Cubs today. How about that? Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, the Cubs. Here we go. We got two on about, one now. Hey, hold on. In about a week, he'll have a Cub hat on. Well, his price just, his price just went up. His price just went up with that. That's no fine. Hitter, let me tell you. What are you going to give up for a Bias? You know oh, no, that, go ahead. Go ahead. Go Bias? Castro? Okay, we'll start there and then gotcha. give him th- the three next best prospects. You would give all that up. Yep. For, for yeah, you got him until just because he got no hit. You got him until 2018. Just because he got no hit just now. That's why he's Castro's gone no matter what, right, Mike? He's gone. Uh, Mike, he's I, not going to be on really, the team. I'm not really sold. He's on not going to be on the team. I'm not really sold on that yet. He's not going to be on the team at all. And next uh, next year. But, he, but his value is so low right now, though. I mean, yeah. like his trade value is low because oh, he's, very he's low playing right so bad. So why not? Yeah. I would I would stick with him. That's what I would do. Would you go after Price or Hamels? After what Hamels did today? I would stand put. I wouldn't make a big splash on anybody. I would stand put. And then you can you can sign a David Price after he he's made it clear that he wants to come to the Cubs. He wants to he play likes, with Madden, He right? likes Joe Madden. So why would you give up some you know potentially good prospects for him? When you can just sign them in the offseason and keep those prospects. So if I was them, I, w- I would go, I would get a solid starter because they do need a starter. I think they need a, I think they need bullpen help too. So if they could somehow get a bullpen arm as well, but I would, I would go after a, a Matt Latos or, or some someone that's going to be just a solid fourth. If it was or me, fourth or even fifth pitcher, I would blow it up right now. If it was me, I would blow it up. Just start no, over. No, the Sox should blow it up. No, 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 no. The yeah, Cubs, that's, the another, well, that's another story. The Sox should story. blow it up. Now, now Jeff Samarja, there. I would. I don't want him back though. I mean, he's good. I just don't think the Cubs would do that. You wouldn't want. You wouldn't want him on the south on the north side. I take him, but I don't know what it's going to cost. But I mean, it's going to be a yeah. It's going to be a lot. Of, well, he thinks yeah. he's a hundred and fifty million dollar he pitcher. He's not. And he's not. He keeps betting on himself. I mean, Scott Boris is in his ear every single day saying, you're the best. He's going. He's potentially here by, you know, July 31st is the trade deadline coming up. Yeah. So a week from, uh, week from yesterday. Yeah, Sox will do nothing. And Jeff Samarja potentially is going to be on his fourth team in two years. I know. So, I mean. What do you think he's going to get from the market <sighs> if he goes out? If he... He's going to get he's, tra- ask, he's asking 20, right? He's going to be a rental. He's going to be a rental. He's, he's looking for that kind of money. I think he'll probably end up getting about 18 or 19. 18 or 19? If I had to guess. All right. If I had to guess. Well, let's, we'll, we'll come back to some baseball talk. Um, Want to ask that question? Is that Mike on, Dave? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hang Mike? on one second. We'll turn you on. We got a football question for you, Mr. Jacobson. Oh, are, you, yeah. are you a, are you a uh, fantasy guy? Yeah. All right. It should be All right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's see what he's got. It's on. We got you. You're up. All right. Really wasn't expecting to be on air for this one, but uh, <laughs> fantasy, fantasy question. Uh, Todd Gurley, Trey Mason situation. Is Trey Mason worth keeping as a sixth or seventh rounder, or is Todd Gurley going to take over immediately? I think you could keep him because I don't. Todd Gurley is expected to be ready to go. Expected to be ready to go at the start of the season, but I think they're still going to use Trey quite a bit. I don't think they're going to put a massive load on a guy coming off that knee surgery. They're going to be careful with it. I right? think they're going to be careful. They'll end up probably splitting, probably splitting the times, at least through halfway through the season. So I think you're definitely safe. 
I would definitely stick with a Trey Mason in sixth or seventh. No cost, no problem. Man. All right. Look well, at that. Fan, uh, fantasy expert, go. Mike Jacobs. <laughs> that's <there>. right. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> all right. So I got to put, put that on my resume. You though. should. You should. Absolutely. Where's Rick Weber? Rick Weber in the house today? I know he's here somewhere. He's probably by the bar getting a drink. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to talk a little Hawks. Stan Bowman. He hates him. My, my, my buddy's dad can't stand him. Does Can not we, like Stan Bowman. So three, so, three cups in six so years. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's get him in this. So can you – is I think Stan's doing a great no, I job. Work, I work for WGN Radio, the, flag, the flagship. So yeah. what's – come on. So he's, he's doing we'll a great job. on the spot too, Budget. He's doing a great job. I think he's doing a fantastic job. How could you not say that? Get on the mic. What has he done? Get on the oh, mic. Here we go. Here we go. All right. What has he done? <laughs> But it's also managing a roster, and look at the way he's managed rosters in six years. He got three cups. <laughs> so who would who would you rather have? It's easy to be a general manager. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that can do it. There's oh, only thirty ah, guys in the tough. NHL that do it, so I don't know. Uh, I, I, I might have to disagree with you. <laughs> well, we we agree to disagree, right? You know what? We're gonna see this year what he's made of. <laughs> this year. No, this is gonna be, a, and Hawks fans do need to embrace this. That this team is gonna look incredibly different, and it's gonna take some time. Like this is gonna be a this is gonna be a rough year. They might not. They could be a seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs. I mean, it's very. I know. Possible. I I'm I'm. That's what I'm. I mean, you got six uh, six guys that started Game Six of the Stanley fi- the Stanley Cup Finals are gone. So I mean, I, it's I, it's basically 2010 again when you had to blow everything up. I mean, you know, Sharp, Oduya, Vermette. Um, Richards is gone. Um, you know, teaming and retired, and that really doesn't matter. I know but that doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> that doesn't really matter. But I mean, they've lost obviously some key pieces, but they seem to like what they got in Brandon Saad, which obviously was the biggest loss. Right. And in that trade, and um, yeah, what do you think of that? Were you surprised when you heard the Saad was gone? When no, nah, not when I talked to some people and, and realized how much they had offered him. I mean, they weren't going over three point seven five million. He's a twenty-two-year-old kid that is worth what he got paid six million dollars and if you're if you're him you cannot blame you got to cash in when you can i mean you never know right? when your career is going to be done you never know when you, an injury comes or you're 22 years old you're he he's one of the most versatile wingers i think in the entire nhl because he because of his size he plays both ends oh yeah um so no and i actually don't think the the socks i mean they're really really like their their prospects that they got out of this this marco dano guy he's 20 years old they like him this yeah guy that they, stan bowman's been in love with him for a couple of years so they at least got something out of it and it wasn't just a you know a they dump. got a lot yeah they got a lot out of it i so, was really uh, so surprised. to me that's where i think a stan bowman does a pretty good job of you know yeah. all right you know you're gonna lose this guy you know you, you just the cap it's a hard cap and it's it's something that you constantly are adjusting so he was able to get something. But I mean, I mean this he is, knew he wasn't able. He was. It just wasn't going to happen. This is nothing new for the Hawks. You know, we the the Chicago went through this. Um, they went through this in um, what 2010 when they won the first one. Yep. Yep. They lost like half the team, and um, I don't remember what they lost in 2013. I don't think they lost a whole lot. A little bit, but nothing like 2000. But I mean, now, now you got I mean, sh- you lose Sharp. I mean, you lose then, you know, this year's obviously the cap. The cap purge of 2015. Yeah, yeah. Any word on Crawford? Have you heard anything? Is no, he, he's, he's not going he's anywhere. Not going I anywhere. mean, their their main goal right now is to try to, to drop Bickle because he's a 4.5 million dollar cap hit, I think, and, and they, they need to. And, and that that might be a move where they just dump him and they might not get much back because really he's not that, that guy made his money 
by playing well in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2013, and it's now it's where biting. was he? Where was he last? What was he in this last? Well, he was suffering from vertigo and some other. Yeah, things. that did so come I mean, out after. after yeah. yeah. So I mean, I've never dealt with vertigo, but <laughs> doesn't sound like it's a lot of fun. I no, mean, no. It's on. You're unbalanced, and you. you oh, he you're, looked unbalanced. You're, con- you're constantly dizzy, and uh, that doesn't seem like a lot no, of fun. No, that. that but that, that's their that's their next goal is to drop Bickle. I mean, and if they can do that. Otherwise, I don't think there's going to be a lot of whole other moves. Crawford's not going anywhere. No, I, I, don't, I don't have. And he shouldn't. I don't have shouldn't. any reason to believe that the Hawks are not going to be competitive. And I think as long as they're in, as it's long as they Dave, make the gonna playoffs, be, it's going to be tough, man. As long year. as they make the playoffs, it's anybody's game. You know what I mean? There's a lot of tough teams catching up. There's well, yeah, a lot of parity. But could happen. I mean, look at the LA Kings the other. I mean, they were an eighth seed. But halfway through, won. halfway through this last season, nobody would have said the Hawks are definitely going to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, they weren't. They were struggling, man. There was there was times, but I mean, they, but you always knew what you knew where you knew where the yeah. talent was the whole there's time. T- so I mean, they're talented. Well, and we're one, in Chicago, and, but and, I, you know. And, and another thing too that a lot of people don't understand. I mean, they brought in all these new. They brought in a lot of new pieces even this year. You know, Brad Richards and other and sure. Joel Quinville's system. And I literally because you know you know me, I, I actually covered the game, so I talked to these guys, and they they talk about how hard it is to adjust to his system. Even guys like a Brad Richards who's been around forever. I mean, right. he's a vet, and he said it's the hardest system he's ever had to adapt to. And That's we saw crazy. the struggles that he had, yeah. and then he finally kind of got it, basically. I mean, Antoine Vermette, when he came over in the trade deadline, he talked about the same thing. said, you know, how he's like, I've never played in a system like this, you know, and it, the way that he, you know. He as gambles a, a lot, doesn't he? He does Quinville? a lot. Quinville? Well, he's actually a big gambler in real life. I know he, he is. loves it. What well, does he like to gamble? He loves the horses. Yeah, yeah. Horses. Yeah. He owns a horse, yeah. too. Oh, does he? Him, yeah. and, him and Eddie O? Oh, Eddie Eddie, Eddie, they talk. Yeah. They talk shop. Let oh, me tell I bet, you. I bet. They, let me tell you. So, before, like, before watching, and after watching the games, though, he's always changing up lines, changing yeah. up just to see. Yeah, tell me about it. What, yeah. you know, now, as a reporter, when you have to re- when you have to cover that, it's like, oh my, God, he's changing lines again. He's changing oh, lines God. again. So you have to kinda, remember everybody's name. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's a little rough, but yeah, he. But here's the thing: there he, is a method to his madness. Oh yeah, and big time. Three cups in six years in a hard cap league. That says something. It's tough. He knows are, are what they, he's doing. Are they a dynasty? And he's got the best mustache in sports. So are, that's then that's more important. Are they a, are they a dynasty? I don't. I that word I don't like throwing around. I don't like throwing that word around too often. I, I would say I wouldn't say that. They they never won back to back. No. No. Yeah, but it's a, it's a salary cap. They've era. lost in the first round a that's couple times. That's the only thing I can kind of. It, it's I just that word is that's a that's a tough word. That's a tough word. Dynasty's got to be like three in a row is usually, right? That's the Bulls. Where, that's the Bulls were a dynasty. The Bulls, yeah. yeah. The, the Bulls, Lakers, six, Celtics. Six and eight years? Come on, dude. Just Blackhawks three and six. It's just, you know, it's like, would you consider the Spurs a dynasty? Now, you're an NBA guy. Spurs is this like. You would, no, you would consider them a dynasty. Yeah. No, they haven't won three in a row. No. But, like, all right, so. So it's all subjective. I so, mean. so dynasty, I mean, is it just a bunch of guys sitting around trying to overthink this or should yeah. we just be happy they won three stanley cups yeah <laughs> in six years no they're tough they're you they're, know they're, they're dynasty or no dynasty they're the champs it's cool right yeah they're tough we should be excited about well, that let's just let's just remember that there was a point with the chicago blackhawks where they weren't even on television they weren't yeah. even on television oh. not that long we had rocky words in studio the let's other day and he would he told a great story that he would go to the grocery store and people Talon. would start booing let's give dale Talon a little credit for what dale Talon, yeah no no question really? No, he. I, I agree with that. I think that's, that's one thing you forget about. Old man Bowman, Stan. The old we have man. a uh, we have a guest reason, who who doesn't know how to use the mic. The reason he was brought in. He's asking about Dale Talon. Yeah, we're waiting and for Mike Jacobson reason, to uh, reply. Right? But 
Someone turn on this drunk guy's mic. And, and, and you got to bring this team up. And look what the Kings are doing. Now watch the Kings this year. Yeah, I lived it. My last job was in L.A. I mean, I, I Lucic, they got seen a lot of the Kings. Yep. And, and the, the, the Blackhawks, they still need some defensemen. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely need to add a defenseman right. if possible. All right, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to go to the phone. Let's welcome in our handicapper, our expert, talking football. Anybody that likes to gamble, let's welcome in Eric at ETIP from North Carolina. ETIP, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How are you? Good, man. You're alive. Uh, Scores Club, Forest Preserve Drive, Chicago. Um, was talking North Carolina earlier. Um, so let's just bring it. At ETIP11 on Twitter. Uh, can you give some future plays out for uh, for the guys? Uh, let's do. Uh, let's start out with NFL first. Anything for the guys out here? Uh, yeah, NFL. I haven't really, uh, I'm really got too far down. Been kind of buried in college basketball, but um, as far as some future plays, I'm really looking looking into some team totals this year, and I'll tell you two teams that I think have a really good chance of getting their total wins, and one even might be a dark horse to win their conference. Covering their, uh, in their division, I should say. Uh, I like Minnesota. I like what cooking up there. Uh, I like what I saw from Teddy Bridgewater at the end of last year. Started to gain some confidence and then they got that defense playing a little, a little nasty. So I'm interested to see looking into more of their team total. But the one I really like and the one I'm definitely going to be down on as part of my uh, sort of preseason picks that are coming out for some team totals is uh, St. Louis Rams, I think, are going to be a. St. Louis a Rams, everybody. In that division, with that defense, and uh, if they can get some good quarterback play, which they say that you want about the move, but I don't think you can really go. Uh, you can really go much farther, much farther down. So, I mean, that defense is just nasty. So I'm really looking for them to in their division. All right. Well, everybody at ETIP11 on Twitter, guys, go to Capper's Advantage at Capper's Advantage on Twitter. Um, him and his boy Big East, they sell picks. You can buy them. Uh, they're great guys. They're honest guys. They're, they're no beating around the bush. They're gonna tell you how it is. They got a blog going. Um, could we give out a uh, college football? Who you think to be college football? Yeah, you know, starting to starting to get in the weeds here with the college football prep. By the way, how awesome is just a few weeks away? We're gonna be kicking it off and getting getting back after it. Been a, been a long summer grind for sure. Um, Kind of focusing in on the Pac-12, I think there's a couple teams in there um, that give you pretty good odds to make some noise. And uh, the first one is USC, with you know they're bringing some of those, they're getting some more of their scholarships back. The depth, they've been infused with some depth this year. And you know, 14 returners and Tesla, who is just about as accurate as you can be. And so I like them plus 215 as a chance to be the Pac-12 winner. And I also like Stanford on the other side, plus 565. Uh, they really they know how to beat Oregon. Uh, they were a little down last year. Uh, the 13 returners, Hogan really started to come on at the end. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, I think Stanford's really almost in a point where they're kind of reloading. So uh, I kind of like maybe putting a, a half unit or something on the Pac-12 winner out of either side to be USC or Stanford. And if you want to take them a little longer, um, certainly, USC at plus 1,500 to win it all. Ooh, plus 1,500 USC? 15, I'm gonna... Plus 1,500 right now, five nine. Wow. And if you want to shorten that up a little bit, take some of the risk out, you still get a plus 340 
uh, to make the 14 playoffs. So, um, you know, they're, they're a team that kind of fits in that mold of looking at what's coming back, what's the situation behind the numbers, any previous trans, staff, whatever. Um, you know, Sarkeesian's there. Um, not his first year anymore. Kind of got that first year jitter out of the way. They got an infusion back of scholarship. And they got great quarterback play. So I think they have a real chance um, to win the Pac-12 and maybe sneak into that playoffs and make some noise. But plus 1,600, I um, can't really argue with the value. Now, what about what about the baseball season that we got going on right now? What World Series? Now, there's not really anybody that, in my opinion, as as a uh, producer reporter, that really sticks out as as the dominant favorite. Now, who would you who would you go in the American League, and who would you go with in the National League? Uh, I think right now, my general sentiment, and um, I make some spot plays here in baseball. I'm, a, I'm an Orioles fan by trade, so. <laughs> Uh, I, won't, I won't get any, any crazy bias there, but uh, I kind of like what the Angels have been doing. Um, Houston's been, been hanging tough, but uh, with Pujols playing the way he is and Trout playing the way he is, uh, if their pitching holds up, man, they you know they kind of moved in the first in that American League West. Uh, I kind of like them to come out of that side. And uh, looking at the National League, I, just, I think you're going to have to show me somebody that can knock St. Louis off before I'm ready to say they can't get back there either. St. Louis. That's, St. Louis not what the, that's not what the Cubs fans want. No, I know. Come every on, year it's Eric, not, every year it's St. Louis. It's always. Un, it's un, you really, you really <laughs> like the Angels, though. You really like the Angels, though, with all the dysfunction that they had in the front office, firing their GM, and you know. But even with Albert Pujols, you think he can that they can still do this? I think so. Uh, I think wow. so. I, I got a, I got a little gut feeling about the Angels. And uh, I, I've learned in, throughout my years uh, not to ignore them when they start taking on me down. So I think they got every bit as good a chance as anyone tonight. Would have loved to seen the odds on who thought Albert Pujols would be leading the league in homers this year because anybody that put that bet in prior to the season uh, is unbel- yeah. making a little bit yeah. of money right now. We got uh, ETIP11 on Twitter at ETIP11, cappersadvantage.com. Scores, let, let's. Uh, Let's hear it for E-Tip calling in Bring some plays. Bring it up place. for E-Tip. You hear that, E-Tip? That's all you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, one, one quick one, but I'll let you go. Um, Happy to be a part of it. The Dallas Cowboys, 7-1 to one to win the NFC. I got that circled. I think it's either them or Green Bay. I'm, I know we're, we're in Chicago, Bear Country. Cross what, do you, what, do you, what do you think Dallas about Dallas or the Packers to win the Bears NFC? Bears are probably 50-1, to one, so. They're terrible. Um... You know, Dallas is still, <laughs> I don't know, I, always, I kind of feel like Dallas is always a house of cards until, until they show me otherwise. It seems like something, I don't know what it is, but something always seems to happen. Um, yeah, Gerard playing the best Bryant podcast last year. But, uh, you know, you look at that division, uh, Washington's still kind of a mess. New York's still figuring their offense out. And uh, in Philly, you know, the, the jury's out on if all Chip Kelly's Mad scientist moves will, um, will prove, prove to be right or not. So, I mean, uh, I can't argue with Dallas uh, at all. I mean, Green Bay, um, you know, kind of kind of feeling that a little bit because uh, you know, at the end of the day, the NFL is a quarterback-driven league, and uh, if Aaron Rodgers isn't one, he's 1A, and, you know, I, I couldn't fault anybody for trying, you know, continuing to strike at them while he's playing in his prime and they're just continuing to 
to build up with young receivers, getting her to play with that cap well, uh, you know, let people go, bring the young receivers to Bobby Freeman up, and, and, and really, really have some good, strong, fun office moves around Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, you know, I, I agree with you there, too. Um, you know, the, the boys for another strong year. Very cool. Eric, right. man, we appreciate you coming on. At ETIP11 on Twitter, at, Capper, or at Capper's Advantage on Twitter, w.cappersadvantage.com. Eric, Wait. thanks a lot, man. We appreciate you calling in tonight. Hey, man, uh, thanks for having me on. Capper's Advantage, 99 bucks the whole year. 99 bucks. Uh, $99, guys, for all the picks all year long. Him and Big East bring it. I'm telling you. Big East. Yeah, they yeah. gave a little, hey, some guy just gave a little shout out to your boy. Go with the ups and downs, but, uh, you know, 99 bucks and a couple things we'll have here this year uh, for our members. Is, you know, I pointed out to it earlier, we're going to have a, a good bit of nice nucleus of, of, of preseason plays sent out for team total wins. I've uh, got a, a few multi unit plays I know I'm going to have in that regard. Uh, we'll be running some multiple contests throughout the season. Uh, chance to pick up a couple hundred bucks, you know, put a, put a little fun into the grind. And uh, getting back to, you know, some of the blog posts that we used to maybe see on some of the forums, but we're going to start releasing those on Tuesday and just recapping the week and, and inviting some more conversation to talk about, you know, what happened, what came, why the picks won or lost, why we took them, and uh, really just open up the dialogue. So really looking forward to a strong year, uh, year one and two, uh, year one, great regular season and the bowl season fell apart. Uh, year two, regular season fell apart, but the bowl season got back on track at 25 and 11. And year three, uh, I really feel, you know, it's, it's going to be put all together. And uh, like I said, my tweet the other night, I'm focused, uh, energized, and more importantly, I'm on a mission. So uh, join the ride if you want to. CaptainAdvantage.com. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you, buddy. All right, yeah. well, let's go back to uh, Mike Jacobson. Mike's sitting in. Mike's sitting here. But I, got a, I got a Blackhawks question. Patrick Sharp gone, 30 goals, right? 25, 30 goals a year. Yep, yep. Who, who, who's that coming from? Where are they getting those goals from? That's it's, a lot of goals, Mike. That's a great question. That's a lot of that, that's a, a no, that's a lot of goals. Hey, Cor- but Corey's going to put in some work in the offseason, and he's going to stop thirty more goals. That's what's going to happen. Hey, well, you, that, they, he might need to stop thirty more goals because they do. They still need another defenseman, and, and you're right. I think they right? do need some wing help. And uh, I mean, Patrick Sharps, he was here for ten years. I mean, that's you know, despite it's there's, hard to there's been some rumors about his off the ice issues that he had. What and, kind of rumors? Oh, I don't know. Rumors, it, Can I we don't get know. into those? I don't know if we need to get into those. <laughs> but more importantly, as a, as a Hawks fan, what you should care about is what he does on the ice. And he was he was a solid contributor to three Stanley Cups and was here for ten years. I mean, oh. so I mean, did, when you did you see his press conference when he was introduced as a Dallas star. Uh, I saw it. To see him in a green sweater was really weird. It was really, really weird. Really weird. You know, and as, as a media member, I always is, I always enjoyed working with him. He always he even addressed those rumors very eloquently and yeah. that's and that's an awkward situation even when you're a media member when you're sitting there asking those questions. You, and you have to ask him. You can't I mean, it's, you can't and, and he addressed them and you know, it, I always thought he was a class act, but in terms of who's going to replace him. Terravinen? Tara Vinen, can you score 20? Coach Q's already saying that he's going to be playing center more. Wow. Like they, he, they anticipated he, him being the center on that third line. Can he score 20? Uh, he could score 20. Maybe not next year, but eventually he will be a 20-goal scorer. He's got he, – I mean, his hands – He's hand, got skills. His hands he? are like – it reminds me of not even just his actual um, – his body type, I guess you would say, that slender – Needs to eat a little bit, baby face. I mean, his hands are like Caner's when he first came up in the league. I mean, he's one of the most skilled, young – he's only 20 years old. 
He's so, so young. And so young. He can't, so, he can't even drink. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. He, I'm sure nothing was consumed no, out of that no, out of that cup. Of course cup. not. Of course not. He actually just had the cup in Finland earlier he, this week. Yeah, did you hear him? Why, yeah. he went, why he went back? Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah. I'm done. These guys, hockey guys can party, dude. Yeah, yeah. they can party. And when oh, you're 20 sure. and you can't, I mean, I he's not used. To, I don't think he's used to that kind of partying. No, no. And uh, you know, Kaner's calmed down. Obviously, a lot from yeah, his. No, you can tell. From his you old can tell days. He, you can tell he calmed instead down instead of passing yeah. out in the streets of Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. But. He's had some fun with this cup. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's had he's had some fun. He's been he's been out and about and, and doing it up. That's for sure. We're so. at Scores Club talking to Mike Jacobson, Comcast Sportsnet producer, Captain Hawk, WGN, WGN, Sports Talk Live, Dave. Dave sports, sports Talk, talk live, live, Dave. Yeah. Get that out sports of your mouth. Dude, you, oh, by the way, you killed it on the last show. I think you pretty much had it. You were taking it over. You, I, I loved it. Mike was like in takeover mode because it was <laughs> they were bouncing all over the damn place. And he's he's a, he's a producer, well, so Chuck, he's trying Chuck, to keep him on. Chuck Garfine was hosting that day, so yeah. Cap was off. So yeah, I mean, it was a little. I was getting off the rails a little. Somebody bit. had to grab that show and somebody had to yeah, grab it. it so awesome. why not be? No, yeah. but it's uh, no, but yeah, watch us, uh, Cap and on nine to noon every day, only uh, local sports talk show on television, yeah. and you can stream us on WGNPlus.com. So if you're at work and you can't get to a TV, I'm employed by WGN Radio, so that would be nice. If yeah, you right? could uh, listen on WGNPlus.com. I'm always watching Sports Talk Live. When and I, I do, home. and I do uh, sports and news updates on WGN Radio too. Very, yeah. uh, probably three, four times a week. So just okay. different times, so you can kind of hear me anywhere. Well, and follow him uh, at Jacobson Radio. It's Jacobson with I'm a, a terrible E-N. Twitter follower. Though. That's all right. I, you know, though, you don't want to follow, right. don't wanna follow right. me. Right. I don't. I don't say anything. Tweet a couple pictures know. out. That's better than you're not. You're not going to clog up my Twitter feed with your BS. That's right. That's right. I know it's important. Can we talk about the socks though? Yeah, let's do it. We are. We're going to, and then let's get into some baseball. Yeah, couple we'll do, questions. We'll do it right he now? wants to avoid yeah. it. Let's, let's do it right now. Let's do it right why, now. Why do you want to? Why do you want to avoid it? I'm not avoiding nothing. All right. His, well, team, hang- got, his team just got no hit. He doesn't want. You're to still hanging out at 2005, like no, all the rest of these no, Sox fans are. No, 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 no. What I just, I'm just, it's just such a disappointing season because it's like last year. If you look at look at last year, they had a pretty good team, but their bullpen was so bad. So bad last that, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no one they in the no bullpen. One. Not no so, one. I mean, and if you figure, all right, the way the team, what they did in the offseason, the way they reloaded, they get David Robertson, they get Zach Duke, so they they sure up the they sure up the bullpen. Then they go out and get Adam LaRoche and Melky Melky Cabrera. I was stunned. And I mean, they this, make all these additions. I think this team was they, good on paper. And all they have to do with that starting rotation, and it's to me, arguably, it's one of the best in the American League. Yeah. It really is. I mean, you got the rotation. Sale, Samarja, Quintana, Rodon's got some control issues, but he'll get there. And even John Danks, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. He's pitched pretty well the past. No, the rotation—that's not the issue. The bullpen is fine, but you never use the bullpen when you're always trailing. So too inconsistent. Too inconsistent. Very so inconsistent. If they, a lot of errors. Even if their even if their offense was okay. Okay is all I'm asking. This team's competitive, and they're in the wild card race right now. No, no run they're, support. They're. they're Offense is historically bad this year. Uh, it's horrible. Historically. I mean, just the other day I read a stat that Adam LaRoche is hitting 148. I mean, that's basically, he's just Adam Dunn. <laughs> I mean, that's all he is, right? He's worse. Uh, I mean, he's not Adam as fat, Dunn. but, you know, I mean, that's basically what he I'm is. I'm going to tell you something about Adam Dunn real quick. He had that abdominal, right before he had the abdominal strain, right? Yeah. He was hitting. He was hitting. Then he came, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. He's striking out, too. He was. <laughs> no, but I think that it had a lot to do with. He was yeah. out for those three weeks. Yeah, that. I mean, it's like anything else. These baseball, guys, 
Baseball is a difficult sport. It's every day. It's a grind. It's 162 games. That's yeah. six months out of the year, and you get a day off every couple weeks. I so, mean, it's not easy. So let's get back to I think they overpaid for Robertson. Potentially, but we haven't seen that much of them. I mean, I, we haven't seen a lot of them because they're always trailing. Okay. Well, I, mean, I, okay. I don't really think – I mean, he's had a couple of blown saves, but he's arguably one of the better closers in the yeah. American League. Yeah. It's just – but when he never gets used because you're always trailing, I mean, it's kind of rough. And then Quintana, this poor guy. Quintana, it's unbelievable if you actually go down his, like, last nine or ten starts. Zero one per support, one run. No, I know. It's he never gets that. Zero, one, one, he, one, he, two, one. I mean, like, the guy can't win. I mean, it's on, he's four and nine or four. He won a complete game last night, so I think he's five and nine now. And the guy he never gets any. And he should be, arguably, he could be like 10 and two. Easily. The, the real problem he's is. He's a top two pitcher. We need, he's, we, put, he's pitching in the American I think League. he's a very, very, very good third starter. I think he's a two. I don't think he could be a two. We'll agree to what about Jeff Samarja? Jeff Samarja, like, this is what he thinks. He thinks he's a number two pitcher in a rotation. Who? Jeff, Jeff Samarja? To me, he's a nobody, solid nobody, number three. Nobody I mean, else thinks that. He thinks yeah. he's an ace. He's not, well, he's number, two on, he's number two on the White Sox, but right. I'm saying, do you? He thinks he's an ace. Oh, he, well, Scott Boris, Boris, thinks, Scott he's Boris thinks he's an ace, and Scott Boris has tried to get it's him that joke. money. That's a joke. He's just not going to. I mean, he keeps betting on himself, and, and it, it surprises me because he's not that young. You know, if you're 23, 24. He's 32, right? 31? 31. You know, you What's want, he got left in him? Five then more, you four more years? Then you start getting a reputation around yourself. Like I said, I mean, if he gets traded here this week, which I'm assuming he will. You think some are just I gone? I talked to some people. I, I, I'm assuming that he will. Oh, you heard and, it here. Yeah. You heard no, it here. No, no, Talk no, to no, some no, people. No. Sources, he said. Oh. Sources. Samarja. I, I now, what, it depends. Now, what, the question is, what are they going to get back from? The Astros wanted him. Bad. And the Sox were like, I don't know, maybe, maybe. So then they went and traded for, you know, for uh, Kazman. Yeah. Because the Sox were, you know, get off the, you know what, or get off the pot or what, you know, that, that whole thing. So what do you, what do you they think, just couldn't do it. What do you think they're going to do? They're I think they're going to dump him, and I don't think they're going to get a lot for him. Anybody else going to go? Hey, can they dump Robin Ventura as well? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. If they were going to do that, they should have done that. That would have been done already. They should have done that seven or eight weeks ago. So, so they're going to stick it Mike, out with do you know? do you know in the last 15 years how many times they made the playoffs? Off the top of my head, I yeah. don't. Once. Two. Is it twice? Yeah, twice. How? Kenny, Kenny Williams is still around, huh? Jerry Reinsdorf's a loyal man. That's Jerry unbelievable. Yeah, he is. And that's unbelievable. Not only is he still around, he got a promotion. That's unbelievable. That's well, yeah. And Toronto <laughs> wanted him. Toronto wanted him to be the, the, their president of baseball operations. They could have just said goodbye to Kenny, and Jerry did not allow that. Two times they've made the playoffs in the last fifteen years of Sox. Kenny yeah. Williams gets a promotion. Yeah. That's right. Where just else does that happen? Unfold, the only job that's better than that is like weatherman. Jerry Reinsdorf is is <laughs> loyal to a fault, and I, and in this business, and that's something that I do like about uh, a Stan Bowman or, or certain other GMs. You can't. It can't be personal or owners. Like it can't be personal. No, it can't. I mean, because then you. That's why you have been to the playoffs two times in 15 years yeah. because you're just so loyal to a guy like Kenny Williams. Yeah, he got you that ring in 2005. It's ten years ago. I, I'm with you. It's ya. ten years ago, and I, 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 and I think Rick Hahn's done a pretty good job, but I think Kenny Williams is still it, making the moves. I though. was just going to say that just came out in, the, in a Tribune article pretty recently that yeah, he's really still calling the shots. I mean, Rick Hahn's calling him, but then it's got to go through Kenny. So Kenny's basically he could veto anything. So just one of those things where it, it's just a very disappointing season. Even if they were just okay at hitting. But they're so terrible. They would they would be in the Ameri they would be in that AL wildcard race. So that that's frustrating as as a Sox fan. And 
I don't even like watching, and I have to for my job. Like, I get sick of watching them. I can't. It's un- and I'm it's, a fan of theirs. It's unwatchable right like, now. Like, I'd Sox? rather, I'd rather yeah. watch the Cubs. I try, and I got a, a, a Sox fan over my buddy. I actually watch the Sox more than I, I like watching the Sox more than I do the Cubs. It's weird. Just, Why? You, I don't know. Just just, like, I'm a weirdo. So you like watching train I'm a weirdo, man. It's like, kind of yeah. like that car accident when you see on the side of the road. Like, you can't take yeah. your eyes off it. Right. It's like when John Danks pitches. When, when he pitches, I just can't wait for the moment. Now, the past two starts, he's been good, but you know it's going to blow up at one point. So I'm like, they're so talented. Is it going to be the third inning? Is it going to be the. Usually it's the first inning, right. and it's six to nothing by the time it's the second yeah, inning. Yeah, so. they, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to it on the radio, and Farmer will be like, oh, six, six nothing. They're down. I'm like, oh, it must be late in the game. No, it's uh, still in the first inning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's another thing, too. They've, they've been struggling with that all year where they're, they're, always, they're constantly trailing, and that. And that as a hitter, that, that mental psyche, when you're going into the bottom of the inning every single time and you are trailing three or four nothing, you put more pressure on yourself and you start thinking more and then you become Adam LaRoche and hit 148. You know, <laughs> that's so that's, that's the problem, you know. So, so they got a lot of issues over there and I who, think they're gonna, the, I think they're gonna ride should, it out. Should they should they blow it up like the Cubs? They can't. I, well, they can't. They won't. They say it's a. They say they're on a three-year plan. Yeah, I don't what know what kind of. I don't know what kind of that plan is. I'm just glad I'm not part so, of it because it, to me, it's just not going anywhere. But I, I think what they're worried about. If I mean, if they were going to blow up, just like the Cubs did, they don't have that loyal fan base. I mean, people aren't coming out. To, they, they're not coming out to U.S. Cellular now. No. So if you now you're going to say, oh, we're going to blow it up and put some put all these minor leaguers out there and terrible signings. That nobody would even recognize. The cell will be only drawn two thousand people. You know what I mean? Got, so it's M- M- Mike. They have to. D- Tyler Flowers still the catcher. Well, that's Who, a, that, that was one of my biggest. It's like, do something. And their their minor league system is not great. And they but they've always and won them in two thousand five. They've always been that team where they're going to go for it every year. And in a lot of ways, as a fan, you respect yep, that. Yep. But it's been ten years, and nothing has happened since 2005 that makes you feel it's like, like just rolling over they need to bl- they need to blow it up yeah they really do they, they need to blow it up and i like i said i think their concern is revenue then if yeah. i mean if you like the cubs let's just think about the mike quaddy days and some of the yeah. some of the garbage they were throwing out there but people still come to wrigley field because that's more of an experience it's i mean what, this is a cubs town Everybody yeah, knows have tried, it. Come have on. you tried parking in Wrigley when there's a game on? That's an experience. Well, you never drive yeah. to Wrigley. Come on. Come you never on. drive. Socks you are an amateur over Socks here. I can't, where, do we, where do you tailgate in Wrigley? I want to know that's that. The there's best, no tailgate. You go to Bernie's. Point, yeah. You get screwed up. That's a good point. You go you go across the street well, to uh, Sluggers. Or well, what, do you, what do you say we give something away, Mike? You feel like Mike, give something away? Let's, let's give something away. Let's do it. Let's do Dick Dick Buckus. <laughs> this guy's just screaming yeah. Cubs World Series. Man, that'd be unbelievable. This town would go absolutely bonkers. They're yeah. selling hope. They've Dick Buckus. Let's time. give away a Dick Buckus mini helmet wow. and NFL football. All right. All Dick right. Buckus mini helmet and NFL football. All right. Listen up for your names, guys. How about Mike Jacobson coming in from Give it for Mike. Give it up for Mike. All right. What do we got? Dan Schoendecker. Don, Don Schoenecker. John, 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 John. It's my dad. Hey, oh, yeah, Mikey. There you go, Donnie. How about it's a good that? pick. Tell him, hey, Mike, rip on him. Tell him it's not D-A-N, it's D-O-N. Tell him how to write. <laughs> no, I just read it wrong, actually. No, it, it was actually spelled. It, I'm terrible with names. All right, yeah. well, we'll, we're going to take a five-minute break. We're going to welcome in. I'll take that cash later. Yeah, there you go. I'll take the cash later. <laughs> we'll welcome in. Uh, we got a little sticky, a little sticky. We'll welcome in John Holosek, head coach. 
of the Loyola Ramblers and former Buffalo Bill sitting right there, standing right there behind Rick Weber, who's still bashing Stan Bowman. Goodbye. You want to introduce him? Yes. John Halasek, head football coach, Loyola Academy, Ramblers. Let's hear it. Former Buffalo Bill, NFL. Let's welcome him in. John. Hey. What's happening, man? What's up? How are you? Good. So let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit. Uh, I got a couple Bears things I want to throw at you. Nothing crazy. Um, Bears going into 3-4. Yep. Um, I know it's a big transition going into 3-4. I was talking to Adam Johns from the Sun-Times today. A little plug, Adam Johns. I was talking to him from the Sun-Times. Uh, let me pick and up that name you just dropped. Adam Johns, yeah. It's all right. And um, he was, they're, they're a little concerned with, uh, you know, the transition being Jared Allen and all those guys being older, going from the 4-3 to 3-4. Can you talk a little bit about how that transition, can it, how's it, how long it might take? Or Well, I'll, I'll tell you, we... we uh we were, I ran a 3-4-7 um, out of my eight years in the NFL. And uh, my last year I was in Atlanta when John Theory, who was a D lineman, I don't know if you guys remember, John yeah, Theory, yeah. first-round draft pick for the Chicago oh, Bears. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, stood up and was the uh, rush end as a, a linebacker. Blitzed most of the time, but uh, had like 10 sacks in 10 games. So it could work fabulously. It could, it could work um, very easily. It could be an easy transition. Or Jared, Jared Allen can't move his hips and doesn't play in space well. So, uh, I don't know. It, I'm not sure what uh, the progress is there. But uh, it's going to be certainly the, the preseason. You'll see right away. Um, what it's made of. How, how he can drop. If he's going to drop, how much he He's only got to have, like, curl flat responsibility. He's going to dra- drop very rarely. But when he does, you'll be able to see right away if it's, if it's going to be a smooth transition. Okay. I, I mean, I... The way I look at that, there's gonna be more pressure, correct? Pressure's gonna be coming. Blitzes are gonna be coming from everywhere. Well, that's the that's the whole point of it. Uh, there's there's three guys that you know are rushing, and then there's four other guys that can come anytime with a safety. Uh, so yeah, the the pressure is gonna be there. It's gonna you're gonna have a lot more options, and, and they're gonna disguise uh, a lot. Now looking at the secondary, um, Antron Roll came in. You got it looks it was looking like Vereen's gonna get the other safety spot. That's what I'm hearing. Then you got Fuller at the corner, Jennings at the other corner. Going up against corners are huge in football. Yeah. Even at the high school level. Yes. Uh, college level. Yes. NFL level. That's that's why they're paid so so well because if you get a shut down corner, you get to lock one side of the field down. You play zone on the other side. And your your defense has gotten that much better. It's so much easier. Is there to play. a difference now in the three four? Is there any difference in how they're going to play? Are they going to are they going to uh, no it, it, jam? Are they going to stay off like they stay off ten yards every time? It should not affect coverage at all. You can still run whatever if you're a zone team or a man team, whatever. It's it's the same. All right. I mean, I I'm looking at this Bears roster defensively, and I'm hoping you know 
looking at it on paper, you know, picking up McPhee, Perel McPhee, right. guy from the Baltimore Ravens. It looks like they have a lot of options. Shane McClellan, is he going to do something this year? I mean, it's tough, you know. It's but they got to do extre- well, extremely better than last year. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you only could go up, right? Yeah, you, you can only go up. But uh, like we we talked about this before, unless you have that that Pro Bowl, unless you have that stud that can that could take over his position and, and really own everything that he does, you're not going to have a great defense unless you have a, a one or two or three of those. And that's what the great defenses have. You have the superstar. We don't have a superstar. Even like the guys you're mentioning are, were good, steady, good players. Some are a little over the hill. At 32 years old, I wouldn't expect uh, a banner year from, from Roll. Uh, age, you know, is going to suffer. He's going to suffer. Some of his, his performance is going to be suffering uh, at some time. I don't see the Bears being very good, um, but definitely better than last year. Where do you, where do you see them? Come on, I, I honestly seven and nine. The first the first year, I don't know about the the record. I'm just saying they don't have that stud, and it's a learning curve for everybody. Second or third year, they should be much better when they get their system and they get the personnel to their system. But to change to a four three to a three four without you know a, a, a bunch of draft picks and uh, and free agent money, you're, you're not going to be very good. Uh, I, if I could. I'd like to switch gears a little bit. Let's talk some high school football. High school football. Yeah. Love it. Anybody here like high school football? Loyola is – John does an, a tremendous job. I'm there every week. Yeah. I am flipping – I flip so, burgers there. So um, <laughs> we, what, um, thinking of a timeline, we're probably right in the middle of or just got done with, uh, with camp. The uh, Illinois um, – High school uh, athletic association with the uh, yeah I I they, they they give you 25 practice days throughout the summer okay so you can you can do whatever you want in those 25 days um, helmet and shoulder pads uh, limited for 15 of them and then uh, helmets for, for 10 so we backload it and we try to get as much practices in, in the end of the summer uh, so we have four more days of practice okay how how's the team looking Are you excited. I mean, it's always, it's got, always right? exciting. We have a very tough, uh, tough schedule. Just uh, like most Catholic schools, we have a very tough uh, Chicago Catholic League is, is, is tough, and then our non-conference is Maine South, which we know perennial, you know, unbelievable uh, program, and then Marquette University High, which is uh, another good program up in Wisconsin. So we, we're, we're, we're very good, but uh, with the schedule, we, we don't we, we have very little room for error. Sure. Do, do, do the kids well, get scared when they? Like the, the underclassmen coming in, they're like, Coach Holasek played in the NFL. That guy's got to be scary. <laughs> I can imagine, right? Like a freshman coming up. He's you're pretty, you're pretty. Cool. I mean, I'm I'm not like sure a, in the locker room, but you're pretty cool a little bit on the on the sideline. On game day, it's it's what I like to say is, hey, game day, it's my fault. If you guys aren't playing well, it's my fault. Practice, I'm all over them. But uh, on game yeah. day, hey, if I didn't train you, if, you, if you're not executing. It's because we failed, so I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not a big yeller on game day. Uh, did you? Did you always run the spread? Uh, our first quarterback was a drop back quarterback. He's actually coaching now in uh, in college. He was a, a drop back type, so we were more of a drop drop back. You, and you, now pro, you're pro now style. You're, yeah, now you're pre, pure spread almost, right? Pure spread because you cannot defend a running quarterback. You just have to guess right. You can't when you have a running quarterback. Uh, 
there's there's an extra gap and you can't account for it. So you just have to guess right, and you're playing, you know, you're, you're blitzing all the time, and, and you're trying to find out how to stop it. If you have a, a good running quarterback, it's almost impossible to stop consistently. You're just guessing. Now, if you don't have a running back or a quarterback that runs, you can scheme that. There's one less gap. There's one less guy you worry about. Now you played. You were you were you were on the Falcons in 2002, right? I was looking right. at that. So you talk about. You talk about a running quarterback. Was it Vic? Was was he yeah. there yet? It was, yeah, it was. It was uh, you played with his Vic. Fir- his first year starting. Yeah. Yeah. So how was that? Seeing that kid come on. He was. The, it was the craziest athlete I have ever seen. Yeah. It was unreal. It was stupid. It was so. He was so quick. I think he beat everyone on the team. He was the leader. I mean, the fastest forty, the fastest shuttle, the fastest everything. Really? Wow. Yeah. Now. He's his ball's too, a little too inconsistent for the NFL, though. Correct? Uh, I mean, that was his, his when I played. It was his first year. He he zipped it, man. He had a strong arm, but uh, he he wasn't consistently accurate as you know some of them. But my God, his, his legs made up for a lot. Um, I don't know what he's like now. At, at, you know, right. Fifteen years later. <laughs> I just I can imagine like. Being a linebacker, trying to tack, trying to have to tackle him in drills and stuff. Yeah, it was, no, thankfully we didn't tackle. What do you think of that nowadays? Where they don't, where they don't uh, put the pads on a lot in the NFL. And oh. what's, what's your take on all that? Well, good, good for the players. Uh, completely different than when I played. Hell, we, we we beat our heads against the walls. I mean, we were we were, we were pounding each other. Um, yeah, and that's why your, your longevity is is reduced. So. Good for the players. Uh, I think you know, even in high school, I, we we like to do full full speed up to the point of contact. That that point of contact doesn't need to be taught that much. Right. I think you don't have to hit as much. It's more um, technique than the actual hitting. Like right? get there. Like that last that last little bit is you're you're just overall desire, which is going to come. Uh, I think it's great. I, it's great for the sport. It's great for the players. Um, happy to, that it's changed. I think. I think one one coach that at least at the NFL level, and, I, and I'm not I'm not a big fan, but uh, Pete Carroll, that 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 coaching staff, those those corners and those safeties, they hit hard and they hit legal. You don't see them get a lot of flags. And I, I would presume at the high school level, they probably watch, watch that leading with the helmet a lot too. Is that hard to teach at that level that, uh, you know, keep your head up and your shoulders square? Or is there instinct just to dive at somebody head first? Uh, no, that's a big push in football. And I think the game has gotten a lot safer because of uh, the, the, the teaching about keeping your head up. And, and uh, Pete Carroll put, a, put out a tackling drill oh, that, that most coaches have seen. I, I guarantee you, Google it. It's a, it It'll show up immediately. Everything's about keeping your head out of the out of the uh, out of the play, out of the tackle. So, I think uh, I think that's going to be a, a trend. The game will be safer. The game is getting safer, and kids are talking. You know, you are trying to take your head out of the play. Yeah. Do you do Concu- you s- concussions? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, do you see that now with the with the with the talk about you know it's a it's a big topic, head injuries in football. Are you seeing a lot of parents that are keeping their kids maybe out of football that? You know, maybe the sport is hurting early on. Um, I think it, it definitely. There was a some repercussion a couple of years ago. I, I definitely saw uh, the, the local grade schools. There's there's less kids playing, but uh, it d- hasn't hurt us at, at Loyola Academy. I think maybe it's because uh, the program is established and, and people. Uh, I would hope trust me that we're not we're not banging in practice. Right. We'll never get a concussion in practice. It's 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 almost there's no question. Sometimes it happens in the game because the kids are. 
you're going full you go, speed. Yeah. You can't well, you're protect. not. You're not. You play it every day. I mean, Saturdays are most of your day you play. So Friday, you're not. You're not doing nothing, right? Correct. I mean, you're walking through. Yeah, but Friday. But even then, like, tape. Even Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're full live practices. But we don't. Ta- we don't go to the ground. We don't tackle much. Yeah. We're, we're trying to be really safe. Gotcha. Wrap I mean, up. that's just that's all around the board now. It seems right. like with football. I mean, starting even at the lower level. Yeah, it's gotten a lot. It's gotten a lot safer. Yeah, and I think that's. I think that's the right way to go. <laughs> I mean, you played the game. Ob- ob- you, obviously, you yeah. played. You yeah. played the. You, you played the game. That, yeah. Well, I know. I'm saying. Oh, yeah, you, you I'm played, a, you I played. I played, and I played a long time. I played with some of the greats. I played yeah, with Junior yeah. Seau. I was in San Diego in 2001. You ever I, gotten popped where you're 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 laying there, or you pop the guy, and you both hit helmet to helmet, and you're just sitting there like, wow, man. Oh yeah, there's plenty of times where I, I was I was just praying that they they didn't run the ball the next play that was and then and luckily most of those uh, it ended up being a pass where you know a linebacker could, could drop in space and run to the ball and not get hit, but uh, I I was only diagnosed uh, or I was not diagnosed uh, with any concussion but I know I had one yeah that, that's it so Mount, Mount Carmel this year huh big time game I hear <laughs> Mount Carmel Providence St Rita. Uh, Brother what Rice, happened in, they're all what good. Hap- what happened in the Stevenson game last year? Bad call? Bad calls? Bad calls? <laughs> hey, can, it, can, we, it's, it, you, can we get into that? We, always, we always can complain. I know. Can we, can we talk about it? Uh, you know, they're human. Can, can, can we just elaborate one little, one little snippet on Cou- it? A couple fumbles that maybe, you know, when you slow it down, it's easy to see on, on camera. It's tough when you're, when you're, when you're Can they ever go to replay? At that level? I, no, you can't. You can't do that in high school. In high school, the techno- technology is not advanced that far, for so they can they can check it out. But what I have a problem with is is, is the alignment, uh, the, the the refs that are, if they're public league refs and they're from a different conference that they don't know, or there's a resentment towards a Catholic school. I mean, I wish they would just have mixed crews. Yeah, that's that's all. I wish that's I wish enough. they didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't know they didn't do that. No, it's just. They just random conference assigned to a game. And there's a, there's a lot of hatred towards Catholic Catholic league schools by Ralphs. I'm sure their, their conference sure is their conference is loaded, dude. Oh yeah, absolutely loaded. Your conference. You you got a tough. That, I mean that's a that is a tough schedule, man. That Providence. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. Pro- Providence obviously uh, a one one state with with a couple uh, you know college bound NFL type quality. Uh, Mount Carmel's always always loaded. Uh, St. Rita's. Always big and tough, and then Brother Rice got a lot better. So, conference is very tough. We'll let you go with this one. Uh, we're Scores Club talking to John Holisek. Let's give it up for John. Everybody at Scores Club, give it up for John coming out here, making the trek from probably Northbrook Glenview area. <laughs> yeah, long long trip from yeah. trek from Glenview. Hey, 20, 20 with minutes the tra- with the construction, and it's not <laughs> easy to get anywhere around here. So. Uh, you played for Marv Levy, correct? Yes. Can you give us a little bit about him? How it was the, for playing for him? You, long time uh, Chicago uh, resident. Uh, exactly what you think of him as the elderly grandfather. Um, great guy. Uh, er- everything he says is respected because he's so intelligent. Uh, even at his age, he's as sharp as a tack. He's 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 truly a one of a kind individual. Just an absolute wonderful person that that immediately walked in and everyone no matter what background you you had respected he was commanded the locker yeah, room it yeah. just immediately that's awesome all right guys th- th- thank you to john holisek for coming hey, on let's today. hear it for the coach yeah glyola is here i'm, I'm feeling can we get it the, can, can you guys get it done this year 
You know, this year we have actually the, the most talent. We have a full scholarship kid to Northern Illinois, a kid's going to Northwestern, and a kid going to Notre Dame as, as a long snapper to Notre Dame. But uh, So we have a lot of big-time talent, but uh, it still takes a team. So it does. We'll see. All right, Coach, good luck, man. Thanks All right, for coming thank you, on. Coach. Thank you. One last uh, – let's have Coach do one last raffle ticket. We're going to give away – What are we giving away? Kyle Fuller autograph. Kyle Fuller. Picture and uh, football, NFL football. <laughs> I get to read it? Yeah, you yeah. do. Right. You can see who put that on there. You get to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Chai left. He's got to be here. Chai, be here. He's got to be here. He's got to be here. All right. Must be present. <laughs> Nick Kachansky? Nick, Nick Kachansky, all right. Nick, come on down, buddy. It's Kohansky. Congratulations. Kohansky. I knew I was going to bury that one. It's all right. All right, well, awesome. uh, guys, thank you to Scores for having us. Yeah, thank you, Scores. You guys were awesome. Chelsea, thank you so much for setting this up. Mark, I don't know if you're still here. Mike. And, guys, if this is your first time here, check out the website. Order pizza. They have drink specials every night. Uh, if you're going to stick around, they got uh, Fast Eddie tonight. Fast Eddie tonight, so stick around for DJ, him. DJ, um, what else we want to talk about? Do you want to plug uh, where we can find us? Yeah, check us out. I, we got some cards, but you can check us out on iTunes. Chalks and Dogs, they got the T-shirts up there. Uh, check us out, and we would help out a lot, guys. Um, subscribe, and if you Cost can find nothing. It, if you can find a second to uh, maybe leave a uh, like rate us on iTunes, that goes a long way. Doesn't cost anything. You can check us out. We'll have this up. Uh, Maybe Monday will probably be up. Monday so. it'll be up. All right, let's give away all the rest. We have all, uh, four what gift cards, four $25 gift cards, the scores, and a Blackhawks jersey left. <laughs>